And until we meet again, the marathon continues. Marathon continues. Yes, <laughs> shit. I love Lauren so much. I mean, literally, the to, marathon. No, wait, no, 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 wait, wait, let me do it. Do it. No, wait, wait, I'll do it. Until we meet again, the marathon continues. <laughs> she was like, like she's yes. a real bitch. She's a real bitch. <laughs> the marathon continues. And then YG, YG basically almost referred to his and Nipsey's daughters as light skinned bitches. So what did he actually say? What was the context? He was like saying something about how... (laughs) No, come on, please, please, please. He was saying something about... How can you refer to your child as that? No, can we just, can we just, can we just talk? So he was like, he was like, it's a shame Nipsey's died because we've got two light-skinned dollars to raise. (laughs) And I was just Wait, he said light-skinned what? He was about to to say bitches, he said daughters to raise. But why would you say light-skinned? I I don't get it. Light skinned bitches. I don't get him. I don't understand. I don't get him. The says something- I don't think it was intentionally like, like I think it's embedded, obviously, but I don't think he intentionally was like, yeah, I'm gonna be. You, you're calling your daughters bitches. Mm. But the light skin. The, the light well. skin thing. What's that? There's so many issues with everything that just came out of his mouth. Like, and he said something else, which is problematic too, but I can't remember. But that's what is stuck that? Out to How me. can you? Why would you refer to kids as light skin bitch? I just don't no, no, your kids. No, your kids. No, but your generally, kids. why would you describe like I'm going into a nursery, I see kids playing. Oh, these two light skin bitches. Like, why would you say that? Like, <laughs> Look at why? all these bitches. Oh, these, na- these naughty light skin bitches. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why would you say that? So, in the dark skin, it doesn't matter that Nipsey's dead to raise them. Is that what you're saying? Just an idiot. I don't know. But hello, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Don't Alert the Stands. You are here today with your host, Eads McKenzie and... Nick Terrell. And Chopper. And... How has everyone been in light of the Nipsey Hustle funeral and everything? How's everyone been? Wait, shouldn't we just do that when we discuss the news? No, let's talk about it now. Let's just talk about everything in general. How's life? How's life, Sha? You're not gonna say anything. You're gonna start? You always go oh, first. Oh, for goodness sake. Okay, cool. Um, Busy, busy, busy week. Um, I feel like my head's a lot clearer, so Booked I took a step busy. back. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I've, I've taken like a step back in terms of... um like WhatsApp and communication and stuff like that. And just taking time to after work, just try and like decompress and all of that. So it's gone really well over the last couple of weeks. I feel like I'm centered, my head's a bit clearer and we go again, capitalism. But yeah, we get a four day weekend next week. So looking forward to that, traveling for it. Unfortunately won't be here, but um, these two will hold it down. So yeah, that's Wait, what, how do you decompress? Like what do you do? 
So I've, as you guys have probably noticed over the last couple of months um, to late last year as well, I think I've just been super busy and all that kind of stuff. A lot of things going on. I would tend to write outside of the house or go to like Starbucks or go to a WeWork or something like that. And over the last couple of weeks to month, I've kind of just started to write more strategically at home, try to find an environment that's calmer there and listen to less music like make it less just all the things like less reading less um music less going out for stuff that doesn't need to happen by outside of the house because when I was younger it kind of used to feel more therapeutic going outside of the house especially in uni because that would be where all my books were all my work stuff so just setting different environments mm. but now because I've had like loads of just various pop-up events stuff to do as a part of what I write about and all of that going out to write has felt like an extra chore and then when I come home there's less time to actually just chill watch Netflix mm. all of that kind of stuff and actually have me time so with work the demands getting longer there it's kind of all just made it busy and stuff like that and then communications like group chats individual conversations all of that has just contributed to that in an indirect way it's no one's uh, fault in particular it's just mm. as a part of the ecosystem that I've had that's been so busy conversations have been a part just an added part of that mm. so now I'm ready to kind of get back into my friendships and all that kind of stuff that um I've kind of, I guess, neglected in some kind of ways, um, which actually includes you two as well into it. But, um, but that's fine though, because sometimes you need to take a break from just things that, you just need to take a break sometimes because relationships and friendships do require you to take a step back. Cause you can't, it can't be a constant thing all the time. Sometimes you need to have things to catch up on or just to have a conversation that you just feel naturally comes and if yeah, you feel uncomfortable yeah. or you feel like you can't have a certain conversation then sometimes step away and then come back yeah I don't think it was even about it being unnatural I just think it was a place of I was actually too tired to comprehend what was being said and like communicate back and all that kind of stuff mm. which is why I would respond the next day or like when I felt a spur of energy to talk so but I was even speaking to my friend Norman about this yesterday and um I, it's unnatural how we communicate generally like at having these phones like having these pop-ups work emails coming through after work like all these kind of notifications I think we just do as humans because that's how tech that's how society that's how culture kind of says to move because that's mm. the accepted thing but I think fundamentally it's not natural for our soul it's no. not natural for the natural environment of humans to kind of reach their full capacity in in this climate but yeah I guess we kind of just have to do do it or minimalize it in a way so like de uh deinstalling mobile um versions of your work emails all those kind of things um limiting the amount of group chat sharing maybe limiting screen time all of that kind of stuff and just be really accountable for how you hone in on your time and how you hone in on how you use your time as well it is unfortunate that we're in a capitalist system we have to work like how many days a week um and we don't get a three-day weekend guys we should fight for that i think but um in our lifetime i'm a big advocate for that but um and also fight for half terms for workers. Yes, half terms would be great. Teachers, you're blessed. Um, <laughs> except for obviously the financial, the government don't fund you guys as much. Well, they can't yeah. really take holidays. Teachers, teachers can't really take holidays. They usually have to wait until the summer holidays to have their proper holidays or they take it when the kids take them. But then half term, so that at least they know guaranteed <laughs> each term 
they get like half time. Mm. But I get you if a family member's mate married, for example, my manager's gone away because um, her brother's getting married. So she, this is outside of half term time as mm. well because it cuts into the, the other week. So I get what you mean, but they are on a, on an average basis, they are blessed. Mm. Like six weeks and then every four to five weeks, they get two weeks off or something like that. No, but they get teachers training sometimes. So it's not sometimes. It's not necessarily they're on holiday, they're at teachers training or they still come in and they still do work or whatever. But mm. yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. But interesting you say all of that and I'm glad you're much better now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Shopping. Oh, I thought we were going to lead in something about you. No, no, Oh, no. right. Um, <laughs> so same as always, capitalism sucks. That's your new catchphrase. Yeah. Um, but I would just say, so I wasn't working yesterday and it's just funny how the one day I didn't work makes a wealth of difference. Mm to my mood and to just my general i guess countenance right now as i'm here today and um yeah so i just feel a lot better already and i just felt more refreshed coming in today to record and yeah more positive and more of a jumpy mood i don't know i just feel like even though you have your weekends it's just like when you finish work on friday it's just like oh Saturday and Sunday just go in the flash. Mm. Yeah. Just as quick as Ashanti's career went. Oh, it's just okay. like... For goodness <laughs> it's just sake, like, this Negro is so annoying <laughs> right now. How are you bringing in Ashanti <laughs> to this? The way he just slipped that in. Is like, <laughs> the, the, way, the way he knew. The way he knew as well, he was like, yeah, I'm about to shade Ashanti. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> Fuck y'all. All of it this. It just went mad quick. But, I'm a, but um, <laughs> I hate him so much. Yeah. You know... Um, I was at Jaquise's show for work. So don't, if anyone tweets me about why would I go for that, know that the concerts I pay for are one of taste and one of talent. But we'll discuss that in a second. But I just want to clarify, I went for work purposes. <laughs> it was free. I definitely would not part with my 30 pounds to see what I saw, which I'll get to in a bit. Wait, did you see that video where someone was like, LMA, can you do this? Yeah, he did and that at the show. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did it when I saw him. <laughs> oh, like, he did it. He did it when I saw him. But like I said, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have like a mini Jacquees review in oh, a bit. Okay, uh, that's good. I had a question to ask you guys. Oh no, it's not anything serious. But I I kind of realized after the interview we had with like some artists and drill minister and stuff like that. Yeah, thank you for being on the show as well. If you're still listening, drill minister, and that was a great interview. So thank you to Very good. um covered. Yes, so, Joe at Covered PR. Thank you so much for facilitating. You're amazing. Yeah, so great. thank you very much for that, guys. And thank you for the promotion as well. That was really helpful. But the question I wanted to ask you guys is, you both have had pieces submitted to like, um, what are they called? Music magazines. Yeah. Nick has. You, uh, so, you, have you, so, so have you. So have you. Nick you interviewed has. So Lingo. have you. But you let, me, let, me, let me ask the question. You stupids. Like, shut the fuck up. To you someone, noisy. To someone who listens to this podcast, because there are some people that may want to write or something like that. Do you have, like, one piece of advice you would give to them? Um... Oh God, that's on the spot. Um, What I would say is about music writing. I've done it for about five to six years now with um, Lost Culture for the predominant amount of time and then other platforms as and when they came. Um, Shout out to everyone that's submitted me and helped me along the way, by the way. Really appreciative. Um, But yeah, the advice I would give is that 
to be resilient, I would say, especially when you're pitching, like there's someone, me and Chope are in a um, black writers um, group chat and there are a lot of writers in there and it's really inspirational to kind of see what they do and the opportunities that come by. We all kind of just help each other. But what I would say is with your pitching and stuff, just be really resilient because thousands of writers across the world are submitting at one time someone may have got their first with an idea with just a little bit more of nuance or whatever my favorite word but um yeah it's not personal i would say that editors have like thousands of emails which are work and non-work related so freelancers me and shoppe do they have freelancers they've in-house they have managers and all that he's really saying and shoppe but i'll leave it and shoppe because you pitch too so you know um but what i would say is don't take it personal and you see the stuff online and stuff of the success for all some of these people and stuff but i literally just got rejected a pitch yesterday like literally i be pitching get rejections all the time editors from the us editors from the uk like i get rejections all the time things that have been approved and then it doesn't happen like there's so many different things so i'd say be resilient don't take it personal i would say and it's hard because i even take it personal sometimes um and just persevere like persevere and write on medium use your outlets Chopin wrote on a, a great piece on medium he writes on medium eden uses medium so many writers you use medium as well and it's a great way to get your um work out there han who was a guest on our show has amazing pieces stand amazing. culture yeah. that's one of the reasons why she's on the show so opportunities come from not just the conventional ways and i think i thank i shout out medium for um being existent for writers because it's a space where we can actually consume content mm. um, that doesn't necessarily make the pictures which are just as good to be on there I would say DJ Booth is an amazing platform for offering the variety of pieces like they proper don't have a one type of formula you could pitch so many different types and get on there mm. um, I would also yeah just be resilient use other outlets unconventional outlets start your own blog I would say maybe as well that's how I started way back I'm very embarrassing to read back now. Mm. Um, and talk to people who inspire you, I would say. I would say the best pieces of growth that I've seen in the last couple of months. I think I've grown as a writer in the last couple of months. I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I've grown through the likes of Elijah, who was on the show. Evie, Annie, she's phenomenal. Like, honestly, goals. Like, I really, oh, goals. Like, what she does is phenomenal like so that so elijah was someone we had on the show recently elijah okay c player. watson yeah, okay player editor for okay player and then evie eva sorry eva, EVA i'm um, annie you want to pronounce that right is the music editor for okay player as well yeah um yo fantastic hip-hop writer at um dj booth um jesse bernard on the show as well Fan Ugh, breaking barriers for us black brits um Trench, great platform to look at. I think they're going to do amazing things in the future for diverse pieces. Mm. Um, but yeah, those are the pieces of advice I would say. Um, I, I would, I think Chope can echo this, but we're probably open if you want advice or like specific and stuff. But to be honest, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. So honestly, don't look at me like this, this great thing because there's, there's so many things I want to do. So honestly, I face the same rejection as everyone else as well. So I'm going to piggyback off Nicholas. I'm not in as much of a position to give advice like him, but you know, 
I will start off by saying thank you to people who have um, commissioned <laughs> to be fucking lawyer. He knows, the thing is, he knows he's a better writer than me. That's the funniest thing as well. Like, oh. So I'm going to start off by saying thank you to those who have commissioned me in the past. So shout out to True Africa and Wonderland and Pigeons and, Pigeons and Planes. Oh, so you have written for music. Yes. Oh. So he's, it's just before you said he's you wrote for more publications than I have. And he's saying like that he's not as seasoned. Oh, I, just, okay. I heard him say okay. that he's never written. Okay. okay, well, based, I think I just get a bit triggered by my lack of consistency in the last year or so, or year and a half, because of cap, because of capitalism. Yep. Once again, <laughs> and I, and Nick knows this also. I think Nick always. This is what Nick always tells me to encourage me that the pieces I want to write and the stuff I want to put out are quite complex and in depth pieces, and not just stuff I can throw out. So yeah, so um. My advice. So, um, yes, definitely um, have a strong will and resilience when it comes to pitching. Rejections are very common for everyone. So even the ones you see getting commissioned loads and loads, they're probably getting rejected a lot too because Same, that's their yeah. bread and butter. It's their job. Mm-hmm. So that's first thing. But also, this is an, a good piece of advice. Um, don't think that because your pitch was rejected doesn't mean it was a bad idea because sometimes it's just not a right fit for that publication and also it could be a timing thing too yeah so like there's one well i always say my little dissertation that i'm working on right now which will be out lord knows when i said i said Soon. The, I, I set the goal for end of 2019 but who knows it could be 2023 you know when chris brown returns i was about to say <laughs> yeah. it will not be 2023 guys. Same time chris brown releases unless yeah. he changes it to a book it won't be 2023 yeah well so i'm working on like a very complex in-depth exciting ambitious piece right now about very two exciting. of my favorite artists so and that's like been a work in progress and obviously it's been slowed down numerous times because of capitalism and i have my spurts where i'm really working on it mm. like christmas when you have free time mm. and stuff like that but yeah so don't think that so for example so i use this example to say that i initially was going to i did pitch this piece out to a number of publications and they either either rejected it or they liked the idea but they didn't think it was good enough because it was a timing thing like what's happening in the world right now that because that's a lot you have to think about a lot of these publications they think about what is going on in relation to culture and music entertainment and they have to do things that kind of align with what's actually going on right now whereas my piece even though some editors i spoke to did love the idea they were like but what how would we tie this in somewhere what mm. would be the link for our readers so um, but sometimes it doesn't matter like that's why you know use your own you know you write your own blogs gonna publish on medium because if you have an idea people will resonate with it Mm -hmm. especially in this age where we have you know so many little i guess mini fan bases mini pockets of our own little supporters on our twitters and instagram and then you'll be surprised at how much they will and that's another example so I wrote a piece on African fatherhood, not, not related to music, but I wrote a piece on African fatherhood at the end of 2017. And I pitched that to a number of places and they wanted me to wait till Father's Day to put it out. There was one publication in particular who was like, yes, but can we wait? Like, no, I want to put it out now. And ironically, that was probably the most quote unquote successful p- 
piece about and I guess in terms of the number of stats it got but also in terms of how widespread it got mm. on the internet webs <clears throat> and social media webs like I had people DMing me and tweeting me from across the world and about how much that article impacted them and still now people like still just guess the odd retweet here or there or someone on Instagram will DM me saying oh, I just found this and blah 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 so don't yes that's my number mm. one advice don't think that if you go to it doesn't mean it's a good idea or a bad idea it just might then there may be other um what's the word i guess what's that damn word uh, avenues no it's kind of like yeah there might be other overhead reasons in oh, terms okay. of like an editorial publishing house there might be some overhead reasons definitely and, and also it's a cost thing too because i have to pay you more the ones that yes. do pay the ones that, the ones that do pay you yes so maybe think it's a good idea but it's like okay but i don't want to give you my 100 pounds or 120 dollars depending on whoever you're going to mm. to do this right now yeah but also um and for those who are like me who are very well i would say well, are procrastinating or are just you know delaying delaying because of life gets in the way just as long as you have it in your head that you know you want to do it and that you want to finish whatever you're working on you will be fine you will finish it one day you may mm-hmm. not have a timeline but it's going to be done and just kind of real and just kind of know that um what was i going to say you just kind of have that in the back of your mind that your journey is your own your path is your own and your lane is your lane and what your idea is are the different everyone else's so that was very um long-winded and rambling mm. but like i said this is more next terrain as of the last year and a half anyway so that's me so annoying like he's actually jarring like he really is so hopefully that helps someone um because yeah. obviously I, i'm aware there's some people that might be writers or you're a writer um, as well what would you say just generally to <laughs> yes, writers Nick, you, better, nope. <laughs> you better get on to no, no, no but no, I, so I don't no, I, I don't write any i don't write for music but so. still like there might be some people who don't necessarily listen to music like who write I don't, as well uh, okay so i don't think I'm not in a position to give advice. I'm still learning. So I, that's why it's taken me so long to actually write anything long form. Yeah. Um, I obviously did a, gr- a degree in creative writing yeah. and um, I'm well versed in creative writing, but equally at the same time, music journalism or journalism in, in general isn't something I'm interested in. Um, but from watching you two, uh, you're, you're both two different ends of the spectrum. So Nick, you work like you release things continuously mm. and they tend to be not always long form, but slightly shorter yeah. in terms of format, whereas Shopee will take slightly longer and he'll write something. Um, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say more detailed, but he, he kind of stretches the topic so that there's more, it's, it's long form is essentially yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, um, so narrative. I think it depends on what type of writer you want to be and just watching these two kind of navigate the space. It's, it's evident that you don't have to be a very particular type of way and you find your own rhythm. Mm. Um, and it seems like with writing, it isn't like with all the other mediums. Um, cause we see with the music, just to come back to music just quickly. And um, we see with like the music, uh, industry, there's kind of this, this competition to release music as quickly as possible or to at least re- continuously release within the year. And um, for example, Ariana Grande releasing two albums mm-hmm. or, um, Anderson Pack Anderson, now. yeah, Anderson Packers about to say just released an album now, whereas writing, because it is such a uh, discipline but music is as well but writing takes slightly longer um 
depending on what you're writing, I would say just try and find what type of person you are. Um, understand how you write, um, how you feel comfortable writing, Definitely. and then maybe try and be uncomfortable and write in a different way and then try and see if that works for you. Um, and just from some of the writers that I know, um, shout out Derek from, shout out Derek for safe, um, shout out Alex for being on safe as well. Just from those writers and watching them write that book, I know that book took months to write. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think it really depends on what type of writer you want to be. And if you have the patience for it and you have the ability to accept rejection. Definitely. And if you don't even still go for it because you'll learn a lot and you'll probably progress as a person and you'll understand that rejection is a part of life. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I this is just general advice from all of my friends that are writers. Um, eventually when I do write my book or I do write something in the future, Ooh. I will have something to add to this topic. But right now it's just regurgitating what these guys have said um but yeah um i'm excited for when that happens as well because i know you're you're very passionate about like writing and stuff mm -hmm. as well and you'll get there honestly and you've got the right people around you to support yeah. as well oh that's another thing so this is the last thing i'm probably going to say so surround yourself with people who don't they don't have to be interested in writing but there's got to be a passion for something <laughs> so I have a lot of friends that are writers. I have a lot of friends that are into sports or um, a lot of people that are into like the entrepreneurial world. Like, you know, I have an app and stuff like that. So I have to network and stuff, <coughs> but have people that are passionate about something around you. And I'm, this doesn't go back to this whole um, create a circle of people, like five people define you and stuff like that, because I do think some of that is a bit of bullshit, but at least surround yourself with people who inspire you and they, they can inspire you from the way that they interact with other people on a kind of friendship basis. It doesn't have to be work basis the entire time. Um, so just surround yourself with people who inspire you. Um, these two inspire me every day when I speak about music. Um, Alex Reeds inspires me in general. That's one yes, of my closest friends. Facts. Um, Derek for his he's wanted to write a book for ages and he's finally done it I really respect really what he's done as well yeah and he's, he done, it, he had an interview on BBC recent, yes, recently yeah. so he's doing amazingly um, yeah. yeah shout out to Derek I'm actually reading the book right now so go get it guys safe, safe reclaiming space for black British men yeah. I'm, I've read about the first seven essays and really enjoying it right now so shout out to everyone in that collection and yeah shout out to Derek like Eden mentioned he's been on BBC but also the Huffington Post and BuzzFeed and Days doing his promo he's run been like yeah so his PR been on it like he's gone to really nice looks oh guys and if you want to get tickets to actually see you can go to see yes. Alex's show which is his podcast What Matters um, with Alex Reeds and it's a live show um, it's on all of our socials somewhere or you can just go to Alex's Instagram is it I'm Alex Reeds I believe it, that's his Instagram handle yeah. yeah I'll tell you what we do we'll tweet the, the yeah we'll promote ticket. it yes. we'll promote it because it's a part of the episode it's April 24th at 7pm and Derek will be there and Alex as well we'll be there as well so if you yeah. want to say hello just come through say hello exactly and, yeah. say what's up yeah say what's up so we're now going to discuss what we've been listening to. Yeah. So do your thing shopping. So I have one album and just some songs. Yep. Because I don't know what's gone on with me these last few weeks, but I've just not really been listening to albums or projects like that recently. Yeah. I was I was planning to have this week dedicated to the that new Marvin Gaye album, but I just just life happens. Didn't get to life it. happens. But yeah, so the one album I have been listening to in a random occurrence has been TLC's fan mail. Ooh, I have no idea why, but um, this album just kind of crept on me this week. And why are you smiling, Ed? Can I not smile? <laughs> I'm happy, man. 
<laughs> I'm just I'm imagining. I feel you like I prompted. I feel like I prompted his smile. Yeah, he did. But <laughs> just imagine. I, I was thinking about something to unrelated in the car, like the first song. Oh, just just <laughs> just like you, I get lonely. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Anyway, so that album just um crept on me this week, and um it actually did um have its 20th anniversary two months ago so came out 20 years ago this year and um just a shout out to them classic things classic album legendary album and um yeah so this is probably it's a, most people would say crazy sexy cool was their best work i would be inclined to say me personally the fan mail was always my favorite of the album and i just think mainly because of the fact that when i think about it, it was 1999 a lot of the production on that album was so ahead of its time and so futuristic for like the late 90s like even listening to it this week i was like it's kind of hard to believe that this was made in the late 90s like even some songs now like silly ho or fan mail if they knew i feel like they could come out now and still sound kind of fresh and a bit ahead of the curve so shout out to dallas austin and jermaine dupree and Babyface, the oh, you know, Babyface is Babyface, incomparable Babyface, and the other rise on the album. But also, what I love about this album is that I feel like it was a good coming out for Chili because T Balls is kind of like their primary vocalist, but Chili got a lot of shine on this album, leading quite a few of the songs. And some of my favorite TLC songs of all time are on this album. So, yeah, shout out to TLC, shout out to Fan Mail classic album and really my, good. my favorite songs on that are the title track fan mail mm-hmm. some of you niggas may be familiar with it because drake covered it like seven years ago but don't pay attention to that listen to the oh, original it's not drake so, yeah so fan mail um i miss you so much come on down and probably my favorite song silly ho that song still slaps like <laughs> Oh, I went to a party two weeks ago. My friend played it. I lost it. The that beat, I can imagine it as well. Eden, can you imagine? Silly ho! I'm dead. If there's one thing you do after this episode, play TLC "Silly Ho." That is a song. Shout out to T Boz, Left Eye, and Chili. Um, so that's them. Yeah, classic girl band. And then now I have some songs. So. UK R&B artist and former guest on the show, Kadeem Tyrell. He dropped his latest single last week, Take Me, which I presume will be from his upcoming EP, which um, hasn't been announced yet, but um, he did tell us he's working on a new EP, so that should be coming out in the coming months. And it's just another great song. And I just love that how he's really bringing a unique vibe to the UK R&B sphere. Like he's got his... Like the root obviously is R&B, but he has like the future bounce. He has the house music, the garage vibes. And it's like, it's not over, it's not like an overwhelming influence, but it's just enough to, you can tell that it's in that space. It can kind of can work in that realm. Mm. And I just love the way he arranges his vocals. Like I'm a stickler for vocals. Nick and Eden know that. I just love the way he stacks and arranges like just brilliant. So check that out. Then we have steve lacy he's back the internet are going to take another hiatus they're all going to be solo projects over the, the course of this year and steve lacy i believe is the first to go so he released his new single inside and i've said it before i'll say it again steve lacy is the future he's just 
unstoppable. Like everything he does, solo and with the group, I just I love. I mm. love. He but produces in Garage Band, right? Yes, and on his phone. and on his phone. And he did the project with um, Raven Lane, right? Yes. Yeah, that yes. was a yes. really good project as well. And he produced a few songs on Solange's When I Get Home. Yep. So st- and he did stuff with Kendrick. He's been he's been around. Steve Lacey is out here. Can I ask a question? Sorry to interrupt you. When's the last time you listened to Solange's album? Like early this week. I listened to one of her songs on Monday, I believe. Okay, Flair. Just checking. Let's continue. Why? No, it's one then. Uh, um, down with the click. There's an agenda there. But anyway, yeah, there is. No, I just want to know if it's if it survived as long as people. It has play with. for me. Down of the click still gets There's mad play. There's a good crop of songs. Yeah, down of the click. What way to the show still gets way to the show. That still good. gets banged yeah. for me. Um, I still play Beltway. There's a good crop of songs that go in sequence in the middle of the album that just sing yeah. really well into each other that I like. Before, as Shoppe said in his review, before it kind of dies down a bit towards the end, there's a good yeah. crop of songs. The first half is very strong. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Steve Lacey, Inside, just another <coughs> great song, very throwback. I love the guitar. It kind of sits in like a Miguel kind of realm like and i just kind of love that his sound is just kind of going all over normally all over the place it's still kind of in there's still kind of a continuity like with the funk the 80s vibe the prince vibe but this is like more contemporary yeah i feel whereas with his last solo project was very much like late 70s 80s vibes so this is like i can imagine miguel on this song so hey maybe, maybe miguel could be on a remix steve like, Lacey and miguel. yeah yeah if I, yeah that that needs to happen actually it does steve yeah. Lacey and miguel they yeah. would work they would work very well together and mm. lastly, I have Amber Mark Mixer. So she's um Say that one more time. Amber Mark Mixer. So she's um a US R&B singer who isn't really being discussed enough in my opinion. She dropped an amazing EP called Connexo last year. Mm. And um she's like been bubbling up here and there, but she's dropped an, a song last week called Mixer, which I absolutely love. It's just such a great song and it's so funky it's so rhythmic and groovy but it could actually i could see it working like in the mainstream world it's such a great great feel-good summery vibe the video mm. is really dope so if you want to hear like a 70s vibe but, but with a pop sensibility amber mark mixer it's a really 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 good song so those are my listens for the week tlc steve lacy kadeem tavrell and amber mark nicholas a lot going on so um i went back in time and i played some songs well, I played a song from the um, from Popcorn, and if you don't know him, he's been around for ages. Jamaican singer that delves in the realms of both reggae, dancehall, a bit of bashment here and there, which is interrelated with dancehall in some ways. Um, but it's a niche, obviously, um, in comparison. But yes, I played his song in um, Volleyball, which is or Inviable even, um, which is a song released in 2018. It's reggae influenced. Um, and it just speaks about how gracious and thankful um, Popcorn is with his career, his life, where he is, the lessons he's learned um, and all of that. If you know how Jamaican reggae sounds, you know it's very um, motivational, very inspiring, very positive. And I think there's just something about, and I to be honest, all Jamaican artists who are in that pocket just have it that that genuine heart and passion that um, you feel in songs. Um, And he's just able to transcend that really well. And sometimes, you know, when I need to go back to my roots and just, just, 
I guess, humble myself in a way. Like I go and listen to some of his songs. His Forever album also dropped um, last year, which is um, influenced by um, modern dance horn reggae too. And that's the same kind of persona on there. That motivational, that aspirational, that truly humble kind of essence of here's where I am these are lessons and I will never stop preaching about oh where I came from and where I'm going so that is um involuble by Popcorn um yeah that's that's the first one uh in terms of Janelle Monet, I listened to I Like That, which is on Dirty Computer, of course, released last year. And this was actually- Best album of 2018. One of, in my opinion. But um, yeah, she's definitely grown as an artist and she's always been good to be honest, in my opinion. But this album is very, it's like a coming of age almost in in a sense of her music. And it just all came, came together and just sonically sounded really well done. But this particular song was obviously, if you watched Us, you knew that she was on the soundtrack. And this song, I've resonated with it. I was like, I've heard this before. Who sings it again? And then I went to look at the soundtrack. I was like, Janelle Monáe. And I've just been playing it all week. It's just a really nice song and it fit how um jordan pill obviously he distorted a lot of songs but he didn't with this one but it worked really well in the soundtrack of the film for the, the bit in the film it was in which was quite near the beginning just before the middle part where the trouble starts and um yeah i just love janelle Monáe's vocals i think she's got a really light vocal in places and it works well with the kind of um enchanted kind of production and it's just a really good song like i just feel like she's really passionate on it it's really um what's the word i'm trying to think of the word it's just really euphoric in a way like i just feel i don't know i just feel like there's a different vibe to this whole album and she's just in a really cool place in her career i think i'm, I'm really excited to see and the visuals as well if you haven't watched day computers visuals some of the visuals for the singles are did you watch the movie incredible i didn't but you need to watch the movie she made is it available on everything? Yeah. Okay, so it's not exclusive. Good. Because, um, yeah, if you didn't know, Solange's was like exclusive to Apple, but it's everywhere. I don't know both. I swear both. I think she uploaded it later to both. Uh, but it was no, Solange. No, she's updated. She's up, not updated. She's uploaded like particular Like the, the, the singles kind yeah. of. No, I meant I thought Nick has both. I thought you have Apple and Spotify. I do, but it could have been titled. Uh, like you don't, you don't no, but Janelle, no, Janelle released it. It was a It's on YouTube. Release. Okay, uh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely take a watch. But she's just, I just love where she's at in her career. Like she's really in a nice spot. And I feel like she's at the highest point that she's ever been in her 100%. career. And it's, it's really nice to see. And she's she's been consistent. She's she's proof that consistency can win in certain circumstances. It's funny you actually mentioned her because that's what I was listening to on the way here. Dirty Computer. I was oh. trying to listen to that album. No, she's great, man. She's a really talented artist and she's one of the artists that actually care about the construction of her records and videos and all that kind of stuff. So really good, really good, um, really good album and really good song. I like that. Um, going to the UK, Frenzy um, dropped a song with, tune. yeah, which is a tune, tune with both Samwise and an artist, can I say, that Chopin works with, one of Chopin's artists, his actual artist that he does PR for, like owns the PR for. Um, <laughs> Just have to give my boy co-signs, all right? Nux, okay? And I've interviewed him. It's on Lost Culture a couple years ago. He has been so, so, so consistent. I will give mm -hmm. a huge shout out to Nux because honestly, he is amazing. I'd love to re-interview him just to see where he's at. 
Obviously, he's, look, he's looking shop shop in the eyes. Obviously, we're throwing a pitch out there. Well, I'll like, your emails, nigga. <laughs> Cheeky emails. I will now that I'm in the right mind space. Um, but yeah, it was quiet a few weeks ago. It was. It was very mute. It was very mute. Um, I've been really bad with communication, guys. I said, but yeah. Anyway, kisses. This song, and actually, one of the girls that I know called um, Yoshi Rose. She goes by on social medias. I believe it's in the visuals to this song, um, which is great so it's it's really nice to see that she's um obviously elevated in that part but the song itself really um it's a really good song in terms of hip-hop and showing the diversity of uk music because when you get to rappers as we've discussed many weeks before drill is very prominent right now grime has obviously been um the forefather of that and been popular before uh, but i think alternative hip-hop you know the likes of kd Arta, the likes of samwise the likes of nux are really doing something different um and i will give a shout out to nux is individual single which shop will probably shout out in a second rice and stew, rice and stew exactly which the, um, the visuals were were phenomenal too as well. Nux is trying to do something different in the UK. And I know this is a frenzy record, but I'm just going to speak about Nux because I think he had the best he killed it. feature he killed on the it. song. Um, Samwise is so talented as well, but I think um, Nux had the best feature, his enunciation, his topic focus. Um, and he, then that led me to Rice and Stew, which Shope told me to check out ages ago, but I checked out the visual to it because I knew that the visual had dropped as well. And... Yeah, this is a shout out to Nux because honestly, he's doing incredible things for the UK. And I think as well as the people I just mentioned, KDR, Samwise, all of them, man, he's going to be a part of that new um, sound of the UK, which has always been there, always been there since the last couple of years. Avelina has been doing it as well, um, but is finally getting, I think, the coverage and it's still not in the prime place that I want it to be. But it's in a place where it's on the rise. I can see a movement for it. I can see a space starting to be um, opened up and these artists are going to be at the forefront. So that's why I always shout out KDR. That's why I always... Um, try and look for that new alternative sounds. That's why I'm a big fan of Avelino, one of my favorite UK rappers. And that is why I'm shouting out this song. Frenzy did a great job as well. Honestly, the visual was great too, something a bit different. Um, and I think it was a perfect collaboration. All of them are doing similar things and it's good to have collaborations that feel organic and feel like they actually all complement and blend into each other. So that is Kisses, really good visual. Um, I just wanna say two on. quick things. Cool. So picking back off Nick, I will just say Nux has an EP coming out next month and it's dope. That's what I'll say. Wait I can't wait, Nick. can't wait to hear. You guys are gonna like it. And I was actually was speaking with his manager earlier in the week about what you just said about the UK hip hop scene. And he's saying that we're finally starting to see that it's actually a scene within itself. Yes. It's not just on the periphery of the grime sector or the Afro swing sector. Like that actually, it actually has its own healthy identity that is coming through now. And I mentioned a few weeks ago how much I love Denzel himself. He's probably my favorite of these alternative rappers, if you want to call them that. Mm -hmm. So like there's definitely a scene growing in that. And that's the music I've always liked. Like... People may want people. People have this idea that we don't like grime or Afro swing. It's like you're not really supporting the UK, but no, you know, there's, there's many artists. Yeah, many and different pockets. So that's what I want to say. But back mm. to Nick. Yes. Um. And again, I love Avelino. I hope if you're if someone who has access to him, just tell him to release a project this year, please. Um. Anyway, last suggestion of the week. Um. Um. Female rap, obviously. Like, if it's not Canadian music, it's female rap. Of so um, I went back to Foxy Brown. 
her China Doll um, album. The album. Released in, yeah, released in 1999. One of her best, if not the best project that she's released, in my opinion. Um, the song China White as well is iconic in the female rap arena. Malibu Mitch just did a cover to it. New artist from New York. Not new, but gaining prom- um, prominence now. Um Bonnie and Clyde part two, amazing song as well. Dog and a Fox, okay? The raunchiness of some of those lyrics in that song. Foxy Brown can spit, okay? Foxy Brown can fucking spit. And if you don't remember, you might think the 90s was just little Kim time, but if you really know, it was Foxy and Kim. Them two, it was one or the other. There was a moment where it was like, it was one or the other, which obviously propels the thing of there can only be one or whatever and the rap beef, but essentially they both could hit each other bar to bar. Honestly, I think there's a bar in this album where she goes, I'm waiting for Kim to drop the album. That competitive spirit is there. Um, Foxy is so good. And do you know what's great about her? She brings unique palettes to the table because she's Caribbean as well. And she always trans um, shifts into that accent sometimes and it just works. It works really well. And before she... I don't like this isn't a funny thing I'm not trying to do before she kind of went hard of hearing and all that kind of stuff she really was in her bag um you can even hear it on um her her influence her Caribbean influence on Nikki's album which obviously isn't the best but um it, it's, right. ju- it's just to show that that influence is still there you know she still does it um yeah so Dog on a Fox China White the song itself My Life um and Baby Mother, I would say, are some of my favorites as well. Foxy Brown is phenomenal. And that's why she secured features with the likes of Jay-Z. That's why she secured features with the likes of Blackstreet, Method Man, nice. etc. Um, on other albums as well. Il Nana is fucking amazing as well. Um, Foxy Brown is one of the best female rappers to ever have graced the um, rap arena, both male and female. Um, and yeah, she she killed it. She, has a, she had a great run of a couple of albums, Broken Silence as well. Um, yeah, she's great. So those are my suggestions. Uh, so for me, <laughs> I had a mixture. So I've listened to a lot of music, but I'll just give you three. So I was watching This Is Us and I'm screaming. One Your of fave. the songs on there was a remix of Say A Little Prayer by Leanne Le Havas. And that kind of put me on a rabbit hole to her music. So after listening to that, I listened to Is Your Love Big Enough, which is one of my favorite albums by her. I didn't really like Blood. I didn't, I didn't, I, you should have seen Shoffo's face. I, I wasn't really feeling it. You know what? I'll probably re-listen to it. Yes, re-listen to it. Because maybe it wasn't I'm good dead. when I listened to it then. But for what I remember, I wasn't really there. Blood was phenomenal. You know what I think it was? I think I was expecting it to be similar to Is Your Love Big Enough? And it's completely different. It felt more poppy to me. Just from, just from memory. I haven't listened to it since it came out in 2015. So four years. But I'll give it a go. But at the moment, I'm saying I prefer Is Your Love Big Enough? That's um, fair. But yeah, Leanne Havis needs to come back. Can we put some pressure on her, please? Because she is coming back. Okay, she needs to come back soon, though. <laughs> needs. Exactly. Emphasis. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Leanne Havis. And then next, we've got Nipsey Hussle Victory Lap. So I've listened to it before, but obviously we've had more context after his funeral which was a very beautiful ceremony mm-hmm. um beautiful speeches from his brother lauren hill lauren hill lauren, lauren hill lauren london sorry lauren london lauren goodness. hill will still be on her way now <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking hell what's wrong with, what's wrong with you <laughs> see nick's face right now guys oh man oh. i'm so tired i'm so so tired like 
Someone still on hold. <laughs> someone hold Chope hostage until he can respect people. No, that's so, rich. <laughs> what did what was? Ah, oh, no, I can't. I can't. That is so rich. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. All right, beautiful speeches by Lauren London. Um, Snoop Dogg's speech was amazing as well. Um, what did he say? Um, oh, God gave a good crip or something like that. I yeah, found that hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, vic- victory lap, great Lewis project. Farrakhan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Nipsey Russell. <laughs> Nipsey Russell. But they explained, they no, explained the background. Context. He kind of saved context. himself. There's but context. I feel like he did make the mistake, but he kind of corrected himself afterwards. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap. If you haven't heard it, Grammy-nominated album, fantastic album. Um, definitely go check it out if you have a moment. And RIP to Nipsey Hustle again. The mm. marathon continues. The marathon continues. <laughs> <laughs> As Lauren said. As yes. Lauren said. Killed it. Anyway, Lauren was a G. <laughs> and then the Thug last love. one for me is Ventura by Anderson Pack. So Shabbat's going to say you're, it came out yesterday. You're already, you're already gonna, Yes, 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 yes. I thought it was really good. I was listening to it yesterday. I was listening to it on the way on the car. I was listening to it on the train. So I thought it was worthy of the fact that I'll give it a bit of a review. Um, it was a great R&B album. I didn't listen well r&b and um alternative r&b there are some songs alternative but um i think it's a great album because with anderson pack so i have a controversial statement i don't personally listen to anderson pack i don't understand the hype personally um but did you listen to him before this album yeah okay but like you didn't really yeah i don't, like, I, yeah, don't yeah. I didn't really get it personally but Even i find Malibu. I, yeah that's exactly where i'm coming from but um, maybe you may, actually you, i think you would like venice and maybe his stuff with no worries. I'm more of a melody guy than I am instrumentals. And I feel like with um, Malibu, it might have been more. And it's, there was heavy though. Anderson singing most on that album. No, but I mean, he's crowded by instruments in some of his songs. Don't you think uh, there's a lot of drums, a lot of guitar, a lot of, um, I, I don't know. Sometimes but I don't, but some I of his songs are crowded. Get, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's, the production drowns him out though. I, I would say he controls. Not necessarily drowns him out, but it's just the fact that I'm more of a melody, like soft. Like when I say Le- I like Leanna Havis, I like the fact that her voice is the focus of most of her music. So you like subdued production? That's yeah, pretty much. And with Anderson Pack, obviously part of him is he plays so many instruments and he actually shows that in his songs as well. And I'm actually going to compliment him on the fact he does that because in this album, Ventura, I find that the way I'm listening to him is changing because I'm thinking to myself, oh, he thought of this like guitar riff or he thought of this like drum sequence or whatever. And I'm thinking, okay, all together, it comes together quite well. And um, he had all of these features from Brandy to Smokey Robinson to, um, who else did he have on there? Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine Sullivan. Layla Sullivan, Hathaway. Sorry. Yeah. So all of these features. Oh yeah, Andre. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a great project. So definitely check that out if you have a moment. Let us know your opinions on any of the music we've spoken about on That's Pod, D-A-T-S-P-O-D. And those are my listens. Um, just some quick shout outs at some random artists that I found about while I was trying to do the Friday, um, New Music Fridays. Mm-hmm. So Some Yen is an album by a band called Blue Americans. It's very good. It's four songs. Check it out. Um, there's an artist called Isaac Waddington. He reminds me of, um, oh, what's his name? Ah, oh, what's his name? He usually collaborates with Loa Tom Mish. No, the other one. 
They're usually in a three. It's Tom Mish. Oh, Jordan Rakai. Yeah, he reminds me of Jordan Rakai. I interviewed him. That's where the name's, yeah, he's on Lost Culture. Who, Isaac? What yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm summer. screaming, not Nick forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nick forgot he interviewed him. <laughs> no, as in like that name resonated. I was like, was it Isaac Waddington or like the, like, yeah, yeah, Brain's Got Talent. So, that stuff. Oh, he's on Brain's Got Talent? He was a couple oh, wow. years ago, yeah. Yeah, so the music's really good. Check him out. And I think Nick might like this album, but I listened to the first song, it's good, but then the rest kind of. <laughs> Yeah, what so is it? it's an, it's a project called um, Bellwood Product, and it's by an artist called Caleb Steph. And yeah, that's those are my listens and recommendations. Amazing. Um, let's get into some news because it was a busy week. So um, the first one I want to start with. Um, oh god, I really don't want to talk about this. But um, <laughs> oh, I just can't bother this fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Oh, anyway, guys, um, yeah, this guy's back again, fucking idiot. Kodak Black claims T.I. wanted first dibs on Lauren London. So the first thing we have to mention- This is the original comment he made. That's what I'm saying. We have to go back. Obviously he said he wanted to romantically pursue Lauren London. But who didn't? Like, if we're being real. Lauren London. No, but wait, but, the comment is this, yeah? Lauren London. Lo- wait. You wait. didn't do it? Is this the hill you want to die on? The comment is, there's a way to go about it. This and, is the hill you want to die on? No, listen, listen, listen. We can admit, Lauren London's paying. Lauren yeah. London From is, day. I've had a crush on oh, Lauren girl. London my entire yeah. life. Same. From Same. When, she was the fil- <laughs> when she was in the film with T.I. Come on now. My Come entire on, life. Same. Come on. Her meme's been everywhere for years. She was on my lock screen on my Samsung. She's paying, fam. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, yeah, there's a way you go about things. The marathon continues. <laughs> there's a way to go about things. And the way this fucking idiot went about this thing, I don't even want to give him airtime. Anyway. Lauren running that baby though. She gonna be out here sleeping. She's gonna be a whole widow while I'd be the best man I could be, fuck. I'd give her a whole year. She might need a whole year to be. To be crying and shit, the yeah, too soon, but the dude, I ain't trying to shoot that hoe. I'm saying, listen, look, look, no, she could do this for years, but I just try to be that bad. I try to be like, if you need a friend to holler, so to me, no, I, you can call my line. Wait, he said that? Yes. I didn't hear that. Yes, yes. he said this. Yes. Oh, raw. T.I. obviously reprimanded, obviously. And the game. And the game. Now, his reply was funny, though. T.I.'s reply was funny. T.I. came real quick. Did you hear the words he was using? You out of pocket, nigga. Fix that shit quickly. Wait, let me play it. Expedi- Expedi- <laughs> Expedi- <laughs> Expedi- <laughs> yeah, fix up expeditiously. <laughs> That's like, what? what? Expeditiously. <laughs> hey. Kodak Black. You out of pocket, nigga. Fix that shit. Quickly. Expeditiously. Nigga. You got a pocket, nigga. Ain't nobody else gonna say it, nigga. I done said it to you, nigga. And if I see you, I'ma say it in your face, nigga. You got a pocket, nigga. So that is T.I. Suri's response to Kodak Black's claims. Um, the game had something to say as well. Oh my God. We're not um, playing, that was too long. We're not playing with the game, sir. Should I just play like no, 10 seconds? No. I'll okay, copy it into the podcast. Okay. So yeah, the game obviously went in like... Um, he was, yeah, there was threats in there as well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's Kodak Black and Lauren London. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? Um, I just wish I had the confidence Kodak Black has looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all I have to say. Can I just say, Kodak Black, his voice is horrible. And just his, his speaking voice, his rapping voice. His speaking voice. His, his face, his teeth, his let, eyes. Let's, let's, not, let's not get there. Let's not go there. No, I'm sorry. We're doing it. No, can we not? We, we can say it. The nigga's ugly. <laughs> no, we can just say it. We all know it's true. Let's the nigga not, is ugly. Let's not do that. No, we can. <laughs> Which is why I'm saying I'm gonna let you have the floor. I wish one. I had that confidence. I'm gonna let so, you have the floor with that one. Um, you can have your Christina Aguilera pick a comment that you had last year. It was yeah, 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 yeah. But you cut it out, <laughs> and I wanted that. On I, air. I bleeped that. I wanted that on air, and people keep saying you keep beeping shit. So stop beeping shit. <laughs> um, so in, t- in regards to Kodak Black, I think this situation is just someone who doesn't understand sensitivity. Someone who's just completely void of any any common sense whatsoever um and i'm just surprised that it took this for people to be like he's cancelled i mean two chains removed his image from the the trap house um museum museum that he has um and then radio is like not playing him as well like yep. for so, a certain period so of time, tank period. came out and said something against him ti said something why wait hold on why is tank coming out and saying something? tank talks too much <laughs> tank talks he does much. speak a lot on instagram he does there's a lot of commentary there so <laughs> so tank game the game sorry um T.I. Lil Wayne even said if, if um, which I can accept. Yeah. Lil Wayne said if Kodak says anything about Lauren, Lauren London again, he's going to kill him. Yeah. Because of the relationship. Yeah. yeah um, they have the, a child. They, yeah, they have the whole He child. looks a lot like Lil Wayne, by the way. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah, even the yeah, ears. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I even knew, I, before, I didn't know they had a kid together. And but, to be fair, every um woman that Lil Wayne has been with in the game, um, has said that he's a he's like a protector like he actually has a soft heart and stuff so that response is like not a shock to me mm. like they have they have no bad words to say really about him but that kid that. is that is Dwayne Carl yeah that is Gene strong mm. Gene very strong but yeah Kodak Black um I really don't have anything else to say on this guy because people are gonna support him nonetheless anyway so and I just definitely wanna, I just want to say TI game Tank, shut up! You all fuck niggas. You all fuck boys. You all have um, messy personal lives of your own. Focus on that. Ti cheating on Tiny every day. The game. You're saying I fucked Kim Kardashian. I fucked this ex person. I fucked this person. So now you want to talk about respect and decency, but you've been very messy and very mm-hmm. immature yourself. Uh, so yeah. why is it now? But in so. isolation, I get where the frustration comes from, especially from the hip hop community and what Nipsey meant to that. In isolation, but as Shopper just pointed out, and if we look at the um, lineage culturally um, of what these people have done um, and what Kodak Black has done actually he's got pending court cases sexual assault um, he should have been cancelled a long time ago if the moral higher ground was there it goes back to what I was saying before hip hop culture general culture actually wider culture very picky and choosy with the issues that they pick up on um, and the consistency is uh, nowhere to be found so but yeah on the comments itself Kodak Black you're an idiot obviously you didn't complete high school but on a moral ground um on a moral humanist it doesn't take a um graduated <laughs> person it do- wait it, it doesn't take a graduated person to have common decency morals and respect it really doesn't um kids as old as eight years old have that decency and would respect someone I'm who dead. died um even with pubescent um puberty and hormones and all of that they would still control their comments and not say that they want Laura <laughs> London within a year of her husband um, uh, but her boyfriend might as well have been husband I do think they probably were married at some to some extent um, 
that close of a relationship, someone dying. So shut the fuck up. <sighs> Kindly go back into the black hole you came from, no pun intended, and shut the fuck up, nigga. Thank you. Goodbye. Next topic. Um. Anyway, because I do the news, I'm loading the next article, guys. But let's quickly talk about little Nas X, who had a great week, actually, and is predicted to have a great following week so number one song in the country right now smashed drake's god's plan record um week on demand streams perspective by at least eleven thousand streams uh and yeah he's landed on billboard's country's airplay chart not the actual country chart airplay chart so that means airplay on radio all that kind of stuff so yeah he's topped the official Billboard Hot 100 um, with the Billy Ray Cyrus remix of Old Town Road. Um, Lil Nas X is funny. And he's fucking yeah, hilarious. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, everyone's joking that Drake's about to hop on that shit. He probably to get a piece of the pie. Um, and yeah, he's he's just doing really well, guys. Uh, this follows obviously his exclusion from the country charts to where he devised a strategy um, to get, well, Billy actually offered to get himself on the song and the remix. And that is the version that, you know, catapulted to the top of the billboard. So then the original and then they took it off. Isn't that what happened? The billboard, no, no, that was, that was in, that was one of the highest debuts on the country chart, Uh, but it wasn't at number one, but it probably would have got to number one to be fair, Mm. but it was rising really rapidly. So I think the original would have still got to top 10 at least without the remix, but yeah, the remix got to number one. But if there's anything to learn from Little Nas X and outside of the country arena, when there's a new social media platform taking off, and you this is something this. that social that Soldier Boy has continuously spoken about. So, for example, he used TikTok previously musical musical musically. Yep. When it was um, that. And Soldier Boy was using um, what did he use to get big again? It was like MySpace. My, yeah, MySpace, Lime YouTube, Wire. all of those things. Ringtone. New artists like at least try and change the way you promote your music sometimes i mean sometimes it's a bit amateurish the way that i see people promote their music i mean i got a random youtube link once and i was just like oh i get dashed links <laughs> i was like is this how you prom-? There, there was no there was no title Intro. to the email there was nothing at all it was just literally youtube link and that went straight to my junk i didn't even send it there i just went there automatically no guys please believe someone sent me a link yesterday and it was like <laughs> he was like just tell me if this is fire or shit like literally just like no just i read the thing is no 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 but it was just so it was just like so it wasn't even that like i'm making it sound professional he was like just fire or shit like or something like that like just, uh, okay. like with the prayer emoji i was just like huh like but i, I wh- get i get that sometimes because if it's like the first time someone's sending out music no but gonna... you introduce yourself <laughs> you then tell me like you know i'm not even trying to act to respect this is not but this is just simple like um introductions yeah, to people. yeah and to be honest i can't even change your life like careers to be honest so like but it's honestly just professionalism honestly i respond to some emails about like music inquiries but you can't just dash someone mm. a link with an emoji, like, come on now. But back to little Nas, if you are thinking of promoting a song and there's a new social media platform, even now TikTok is still around, get your music out there to the American audience and let them blow it up themselves. Um, submit it to like these, um, these websites that do dubbed videos and stuff like that. And just try to find alternative ways because it seems to be a formula that works. Soldier Facts. Boy is still around after years. Um, I know that Snapchat was used to, actually Rebecca Black for YouTube 
You remember how big that did? There was a tweet. Someone mentioned an art, each artist that popularized that trend on yeah. like, so obviously Little Nas X is going to be known for TikTok and stuff, but there was artists associated with um, certain apps. I forgot what it was, but yeah, Rebecca Blacks is a great example yeah. of YouTube and stuff like that. But yeah, um, in terms of Little Nas, I'm glad he finally did this. It was a great strategy. Is he signed? Yes. Columbia. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's doing great. Uh, and in general, he seems like a very relaxed kind of, um, he seems like a very relaxed type of person. He just seems like he has a very nice energy about him. So mm. hopefully he continues to do well. Um, hopefully the country arena isn't too hostile or volatile no, towards him. But okay, but they've got, he's got one of the biggest country artists to ever do it on a track. So at least that earns him some respect in a way. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think, um, Oh, the, yeah, there was something I just wanted to say as well. I think he utilized his following because if if no one knows, it's highly rumored, basically true, almost that he was Nas Mirage, which is one of Nicki Minaj's biggest stan accounts really? um, back in the day. Yeah, so he, um, there's a there's a side controversy going on about that, how he's Nas Mirage and all this kind of stuff like that online. How do so people I think he had a popular social media presence before? How do people find that? Um, I, he might have like revealed a picture back in the day or something. <laughs> like I don't. Know. No, this is like, why I say yeah. or his account was Nas Mirage and he changed it to uh, okay, that, that, that's his fault then. old tweet that's his fault but yeah why like, is it controversial that he used to be Nicki Minaj no it's not even controversial I'm just mentioning it I'm just saying because this he, said he, he said he's not he said it wasn't yeah he denied account. it but then there's like people scroll, screen grabbing it's not controversial it's just he was a stan account he was a Nicki stan that's, that's literally mm-hmm. what I was saying well so many people yeah no 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 it's not even a bad thing I was just saying it's another funny thing about him oh I said so were many people then they heard Queen uh, sure. Anyway, props to Little Nas X and um, Billboard. I know you're Ganja Bones, Ganja Bones. <laughs> oh, my ears. Anyway, um, I know that Little Shopee's definitely got his rest yesterday. Anyway, um, <laughs> little, the energy is wild. Anyway, Little Nas X, I know, I know that Billboards have been working for weeks on a PR response. And I know they haven't found it yet, but I know that I know that little Nas X will be performing on the Billboard Awards. I can guarantee he will be there. <laughs> and country outlets will try to backpedal and feature him on some of their platforms. I, I hear Shopee so much. I tried, guys. I tried to ride through that topic. I tried, but Shopee just. Oh man! Oh, Shout I, out to Joe Budden for that biggest, uh, biggest. Yeah. I have a few Joe quick Budden. things to say on Lil Nas X. I think that it was an amazing chess move to get Billy Ray Cyrus on the track and just kind of finesse your way and propel this song to even a bigger stream of audience than it would have gone in the first place. And I just hope now that he does kind of what Beyonce did with the Dixie Chicks. Get him at the Country Music Awards later this year, perform. And this is going to be even more funnier because unlike when Beyonce did it with the Dixie Chicks, her song was unequivocally a country song, but the controversy was she was black. That was the controversy, she was black. But her song was a country song, mm. whereas this is a hip hop trap country vibe song. Performed that at the Country Music Awards with Billy Joe and Sarah May and all of them <laughs> together. They got a new camera shots of everyone. Yes. In they have to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, rile up these these white people. I'm here for it. Rile them up. Yes. Get the so Country Music Awards, book him. Yeah. Let's do it. Billy Ray Cyrus, use your connections. Yes, Nashville. Come through. Do you know when it usually takes place? When? The award show. It's sometime in the summer. Oh, so okay, be so soon. this year. 
Yeah. Oh, hopefully he's on that. Yeah, he makes some more music. I feel like and they hope, are gonna backpedal. They'll and hopefully they don't do what they did to Beyonce because I don't know if you guys were aware. So when she performed, it got so much controversy and backlash from those white conservatives that the Country Awards actually removed all shred of it from their social media, their website. Really? As if it never happened, basically. I'm surprised they did that to Beyonce. Yeah, but she's black. Yeah, but it's still like Beyonce. But she's black. <laughs> I, I get that, but it's okay. Yeah, it's Beyonce. But she's black. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and this is the thing like yeah we get it but and even even going back so I have an example you know it was kind of an old school example so Ray Charles who was a massive star in the 60s and 50s he released a country album back in the day and it was not supported by country radio it was not supported by the country industry because He's black. He's black. Yeah. And this was and this was someone who was a massive star. Mm. He tried to go down the country road. They were like, oh, you you do your rock and roll and your blues and your mm. RB. Tina Turner tried it too. They were like, nigga, you stay over there. Mm. So yeah, I, so I'm more surprised that they did it to Beyonce because the white people were mad. Mm. Even though she had the Dixie Chicks with her, they yeah. were mad. And like I said, the reason why that was more funny to me, because that was like I said, that song was actually. A country song mm. it wasn't like oh this nigga is trying to do their black shit and whatever it's like it was actually a country song definitely by, by a black person so that's why when Lil Nas X come out I hate trapping come with your cowboy hat bring the Migos if you have to let's just get everyone here <laughs> the me <laughs> let's just get everyone involved the all I'm saying is a gun might be shot at the awards of that <laughs> like god forbid but well yeah. maybe Miley Cyrus will protect them Protect who? Oh, sh- her boobs. <laughs> I want to turn shop his mic off today. Like, <laughs> she's going to protect her boobs. Like literally. Anyway, Next. let's move on. Congrats. Um, and may you stay for this whole of spring, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Annoy me with the record. Annoy me. Um, anyway, um, let's move on to the review that Shopee wants to obviously give. Um, we'll do the news bit first. Like, well, Yeah, I'm going to obviously, but it's just a section that you're going to give the review in. But um, so someone got their big boy girl, big girl pants on, let's say, and went to social media, rightfully said, to be honest, to her song. But yeah, anyway, um. Ella May, the UK's reigning girl in terms of R&B right now, um, doing big things. Obviously, Drake had his tour in the UK over the no last- No one had, he's still here. No, he's finished is he still, It's full he's, finished. Still Didn't here. he do the last show? He was though? here last night. Drake but, is still here. Yeah, but but is the, tour's there is there, the tour's finished, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So but last yes, night was the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. thank God. Wow. Yeah. J. Cole was there. He was there for ages. So um, J. Cole, Dave, Steph Rondon uh, what, uh, NSG and Tion uh, Wayne who I just spoke about today um, Tion Wayne Tion, uh, the Jamaican uh, Popcorn oh, as well yeah, Popcorn as well yeah so big big shows biggest guest mm-hmm. list I think of the whole and apparently tour. Drake and Jacob have a new song coming out I don't want to hear it don't want it put it in the bin in the morning was great put it in the bin Drake isn't the same Drake anymore put it in the bin no that is true let's not do this in the morning Drake love it let's not do this that's a great record I wonder whose album will be on Drake or Cole's might be on that mixtape that's coming out the Revenge of the Dreamville I feel like it might be when is that coming out we need that soon it's coming it's coming. I need well, that. Well, it's being, it's being. I think it's taken so long because they recorded so many songs. They're trying to remove and causing so much there. But the news topic. Let's get back. Yeah. To that sorry. Place. Anyway, um, that was Drake. So Drake's tour. This is the context. LMA was in the audience. Um, was she? Yes. Oh, I didn't apparently, know that. Ru- highly rumored. Yeah, people say that she was in the audience. So LMA was at Drake allegedly, but whatever. She saw the performances that were there. Tory Lanez decided to bring. Um, guys, pronounce it for me. Jaquiz. Jaquiz. No, um, Jakai. Yeah, I've never said Jakai. I've, I've said whatever it was. But yeah, um, 
Yes, he got brought out via Tory Lanez. Great look, whatever. But um, as well as singing some of his songs, that no one knows. he, Summer Golden Platinum Trophy. <clears throat> anyway, um, he decided to give us a um, rendition of Ella May's trip. Which obviously got um, when he released his yeah the argument to be honest um to be honest to be honest the better version anyway um trip so he recorded his version I mean he performed his version of trip which obviously controversy we spoke about season one happened with that um and on Tuesday evening April 9th Ella May ran to the TL and said. I'd be so embarrassed if someone brung me on stage and the only thing I could sing was someone else's song because nobody knew my actual music. Full stop. Poor thing. Why didn't Full Drake stop. bring her to the stage? That's what I'm just... <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Anyway. That's what I'm saying. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear she was actually there though. I just heard she saw it online. No, people... Like there was... You know those news sources or whatever, like the shade room stuff. People were saying that she was there or whatever. Because she's on tour right now. Yeah, but... So I don't know how she... I don't think she would have been there. Anyway, somehow she saw the clip and she saw it quick because she released that really quick. Let the world know that he performed it um, and that she wasn't happy about it. So... Um, yeah, following this, uh, there has been several responses. Um, <laughs> Dreezy. Dreezy, which is with um, Jaquise. Jaquise. Um, they have no chemistry, by the way, which I'll get to in a second. She came out. Okay, anyway. No chemistry whatsoever. Small tidbit. Anyway. relationship. Let me finish the news roundup before you go in. God, that show was trash. Let me finish the news. Shoppe Soutin <laughs> Simmer Zip it So Dreezy did clarify That um, He did He was asked to perform multiple songs um, As well as Trip And she told LMA to watch herself So um, <laughs> And if we don't know Dreezy's background She's from Chirac Okay We know how they play. Is so. LMA from in the UK? Mitchum. Is she? Where, mm. where is that? That's like South London-ish, basically. Okay. Continue what you're saying. Nick. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> 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 so the exact quote was, first of all, he hate performing that song. They put him on the spot. He did what he was supposed to do. Every single he dropped is gold. Humble yourself, girl. So that was obviously put on the shade room. Everywhere it goes on there um so yes loads of fans responded some for some against whatever um what are eden's and shopee's thoughts i cannot be bothered for shopee already i just want to go for a bathroom break because i cannot be bothered with him but um you know what i'm gonna say just go go on Shopee. eden will go Talk first for i literally minutes. have nothing to Talk say for this. five minutes go on why are you saying it like because i know you're just about to go in and i'm tired i'm already say about to, what you, tired. so I'm you tired. went to a jacuzzi show recently I'm so look, before i get into that um, so I was the first of all I'm just confused at those who were getting angry at LMA for making the comment like she has every right to be upset <laughs> like I don't get why you people are, like telling her to fuck off and shut up and shit like it's her song like it's her it's literally it's her song <laughs> like trip trip shit like say like, about whose version was better or whatnot, but like it's her song mm. and this guy 
is is attempted to make money <laughs> off this. He made a whole music video that was obviously removed. But the fact that that's just disrespectful and the audacity. So like, well, is it? I mean, Whitney Houston. And Whitney Houston did what? I will always love you. If we think about that, that's not the same thing. But if we think it's about not that, the same thing, and you know, it's not. the Did same he try thing. to monetize it though? Yes. So Eden's trying to come for Whitney now. So let's no, go. I'm no, not trying to come. No, for just because you know mixtape era, like they did videos and stuff. That's the only argument. If no, he didn't monetize, you can't it. compare no, that because Whitney, Whitney Houston got permission from Dolly Parton to record the song, the, the, release it as a single. So therefore, yes, she released a music video. But then we remember the Whitney one is what I'm saying. So we remember, people are saying that the Jaquise one is better than the LMA one. Okay, that's, and, I, and I'm saying that's fair. Yeah. But she has every right to be upset because he's trying to monetize it when he doesn't have the rights to. How, how is he trying to monetize it? Making a music video. That's not monetizing it. That's making he a music gonna video. He was going to put it on, it was, he had it on iTunes. No, he didn't, did he? Yes, it was on iTunes. Wasn't it on SoundCloud? It wasn't on iTunes. I feel like it was on SoundCloud and that's how he got the radio play. Yeah, something like that. But it was on some streaming platforms. It got platforms. radio play, I'll give yeah, you that. But it which, was on you, which you can get money from. And it was on some streaming platforms. But he even said he himself. He claimed he got no money yeah, from it. Yeah, he responded because That's T-Pain, the only thing. What was it T-Pain? DJ Mustard. Yeah, D- oh no, T-Pain did yeah. critique him and he was like, why would you do this to get money? Then that's when he responded. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. getting money from it. And then someone else commented on it. I forgot who So he, he claims yeah. he didn't make any money from it. So, so no, but the point but you he could have. He may not because DJ Mustard was like, oh, nah, nigga, no. But <laughs> if left long enough, he could have. So you can't compare that to Winnie. I, I think it is comparable. It's, no, it's not because every all artists release covers, but they get permission from the original artists or songwriters. It's not the same thing. If they want to make money, but he hasn't made money. But Jacquees didn't get permission. But he didn't make money. You can make a cover of a song. Okay, but why making a music video? Cause Jaquees, that's how he came up. That's how he, that's how Jaquees came up. Making a music video. Yes, he, he made covers of songs. Yeah, every, that's how he collaborated with Chris Brown. People make covers, that's fine yeah. on YouTube, but why are you making an official music video for your cover? Why not? That's not yours. I don't understand, it was, it was low budget. It, I don't understand why not. Okay, the point is, it's time for the review. It's not the same as Whitney Houston. It's not at all, at all. But I would compare the it to the mixtape days. If he wasn't monetizing it, because mixtape, you did not get permission. Like, no, that piff days, no. You just dash it up, that's it. Yeah, but no, there's it's many things. Comparing it to I Whitney. feel like if he was- <laughs> Comparing it to Whitney Elizabeth Houston. How dare you? It's uh, No, it's not. No, to be fair, it's no, not no, no. The I, same will, thing. I will agree with Shopper here because the legalities, the like you do have to, if, if, um, Jacquee went- Jacquees. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my God. I can't even pronounce this guy's name. He took a break and he's still going wrong. <laughs> Do you know what? I just want to be able to pronounce that. I don't even know what it is. I don't even, maybe it's a curse. I don't know. Anyway, um, this guy, whatever, yeah. He, that sounded so unprofessional. Say it, say it. Jacquees. Yes. If he, um, was like, if he got permission from LMA and all of that, it would be like comparable and all that kind of but stuff. But why? It's a cover. I'm comparing it to mixtape. You can't compare, you can't better, compare it because it's, it's a, a cover. Do you know how many covers are in the world? Do you know how many people have made? But that's my point. There are so many covers in the world, but he's not making money from it. So what's the issue? So how is it comparable to Whitney Houston? I'm, I'm saying in terms of Whitney Houston versus Dolly Parton, Whitney Houston's was the one that people reference as the original track. No, they don't. This Everyone thing? knows Dolly Parton wrote that no, song. No, they don't. Nick. Not everyone. Exactly. Not, not everyone. everyone. Knows no, that it's, wrote it's that very song. well known that it's a cover. We don't know who wrote no, it's it. No, it's not. It's not. 
But you think most people know that that's not yes. what- Yes. No, they don't shop it. I'm telling you, they don't. Either way, if they don't, that's that's fine. And I, I'll be glad to agree with that. But the point is, Whitney Houston, her label, whatever, they got permission, legally, contracts were drawn up. To make money. He's yes. not making money. My point is it's similar because his version is the one that's seen as the- better than LMA's mm-hmm. Whitney Houston is the one that's seen better than Dolly Parton's but the only thing that makes it difference it in terms of respectability and the fact that it's allowed is she made money because she asked to Jacquees made the song as an artist who liked the song and he's not made any money so he says anyway the point is yeah it continues say we want and that you know what that's fine but do you so you think LMA has no right to be upset let me come back to me on that. To be question. honest, I would say. <laughs> okay, do you know what? I'm, let, let, I'm that laugh said it all. No, wait. I'm gonna. I'm, no, I'm gonna be <laughs> really honest. If I was an artist, and I, even thinking about my pe- maybe thinking about writing pieces or whatever the equivalent, if someone took my work and it got on a bigger platform and stuff like that, I would feel a bit like, oh, like Drake. And if Drake, the fact that he's he's performing on Drake's stage, my song, I'd feel some kind of way. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's not from a monetary perspective, like if, if fine, if the, take that out of the equation. If someone's performing my song, the world prefers someone else's version to mine I'll be salty I well, you should have stop arena. singing should have made it better that's not, the, that's, that's not their song. issue you should have made it better <laughs> no but you can't no but he's going around like it is <laughs> to be honest I would low-key so, collaborate for the coin so even though. if I it is so even so it's true like Nick said thank you Nick for that outside of a whole monetary thing he's actually going around like it's his song yeah and it's not so monetary or not money or not making money whatever like he's going around like it's his song and it's not He's always said it's a it's a queer mix or whatever he calls it though. Mm. I probably wouldn't be mad at him, but I would probably be mad at the fact that fans. <laughs> It'd be like an ego thing, like oh yeah, fuck you, ego like, wise. Da, 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 da. But he made the better song. Like it was fact. Version it's a fact. His, his, his version. It is a fact. Everyone knows that. You even said it. It's a fact. Everyone knows. Like Shopee didn't like his music, and I played it for him. He's like, oh, this is actually not that yeah, bad. Yeah, no, it's fine. And even me, I don't. I'm not well versed in his music like that. But so, which, I, yeah. But this. Better. My point is, okay, this is coming from a perspective of someone who's been following Jaquees for years. He even made a remix to Lifestyle when um, Young Thug Young released Thug. it in 2016. Yeah, or something like that. Or 15. Um, and he. That's what he does. Do you make he does, like Tory yes. Lanez, him and, okay. Tor- and I feel like <laughs> yes. similarly, it's not even um, surprising to me that Tory Lanez actually brought him out because they came up in a similar way. Yeah, and Tory Lanez came out like that. And they all, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they, both, Lanez, they both respect each other's grinds and the remix in and the, that kind and of Tory thing. Tory Lanez is notorious for doing what? With his music. Remixing, sampling. Exactly, sampling. But, which I'm sure he's getting permission for. Mm. I think back in the SoundCloud days, probably yeah. not, because even Tiana Taylor, she he sampled or remixed one of her songs, "I'm um, Dreams," and then she respond, she was res- no, he responded to Dreams and she co-signed it, so she didn't know about it. Mm. So, for example, he did, but the thing is, it worked in his favor. He's just lucky that the artist didn't take it like LMA did in in that example. But okay, yeah. so you know we've had the discussion. I'm going to quickly have my little review. So yes, as as each one has said. <laughs> So I was, I wouldn't say blessed, but you know, I was blessed. Like, I was, no, I was at Jacquees' show at the Kentish Town. I was going to make it clear that it was for work purposes. I did not go here. I have my own volition. I went for bands. I went for laughs. And I do like three of his songs. Which three? 
23 banger bed banger. And ocean views ocean views yes oh the nipsey Hussle one did you remix it Maybe it was. I don't know. It's not oh, views. See, that's an issue. And that's the point I was trying to make. But continue what you're saying. The point is, um, so, <sighs> where do I start? So Nick's turned around. He doesn't want to look at me while I'm speaking. So I just want to first off by saying, <sighs> who do you think you are coming in, coming on at 10 o'clock? <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? Who do you think you are coming in at ten o'clock? Like, who do you think you are, sir? So like, he must be there punctual. I'll give an ex. I'll give. No, actually, I've been to. I'm the. I'm a concert veteran. Or whatever. I've been to several concerts. Obviously, it's assumed to be nine o'clock. Sometimes it's nine fifty, nine thirty, whatever. But ten o'clock, you're pushing it. You're actually. If the great Lauren Hill can come out at eleven, one of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> we can, no, no, I'm joking. Anyway, no, wait, what's please, your point? What's your point? supposed to start at nine, and he came out at ten. At ten o'clock. No, but was Who'd the show? Wait, were the doors open? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That means you're coming on two hours later, B. No, the warm up. Every, act, every, the, no, every show I've been on, the main night comes on by nine thirty. Okay, but it's in the same round. Was there no nine opening? thirty ten. Mm-hmm. No yeah. opener. Yeah, there was no but some dead opener, by the way. Who? Mm-hmm. English eyes. I don't know. I just saw him singing. It was trash. Anyway. Oh dear. So who do you think you are coming on 10 o'clock? And also, I I just, I've just, this was the very first show that I've ever been to where the audience didn't know every song. So I came in knowing I didn't know, I didn't know his music like that, but I thought this should be an interesting experience. One of my colleagues is like a big fan of him. So he, she, was, she was getting her life like she saw Michael Jackson or something. But like, I was looking around me like, People don't really know his songs like that, but this is a sold out show. And it just baffled me that there were people who knew one song here or two songs here, but it wasn't like they were singing every song at every, like, you know, any regular show you'd go sing because you know everything because you're a fan. So that's that, that's another thing. But also, no, what? Isn't but then that, wouldn't some normal? fans resonate with more no, songs no, no, than well, others? No, I get that, but what I'm saying is, Obviously, people have their favorite songs, but it seems like during a large proportion of the show, there was a lot of times where people didn't know most of the songs. But he's mm, okay, and and I see what you're saying. He's not a big star ever, but but why would you? But how is it? How is it sold out? So you mean to tell me everyone bought a ticket on the strength of knowing three songs? But what I'm saying is, there no there was no one around me that seemed to be like a fan of like his entire catalog, which is what you'd expect when you see someone. So who who I saw Tamir recently. Everyone around me knew every damn song. But she's been out since... You, no, Eden. It doesn't matter how long you've been out. If you buy a ticket to the show, it's expected that you know their catalog quite well. What? Are you dumb? <laughs> Is that a thing, Nick? Okay, I'm going to be very honest. I'm going to be very honest. Mick Jenkins, I went to two weeks ago, yeah. Like, I did not resonate with one of his albums. That's different. That's fine. That's fine. And I've I'm had experiences like that honest. too. Okay. But... I'm sure the people around you. you oh yeah, they all knew. Yeah, yeah the lyrics. As okay. I'm saying, and okay, of course, fine, fine, fine. every artist you have, you know, favorite albums. But and you in general are a Mick Jenkins fan, correct? Yeah. So with the last yeah. album that came out, you were like fucking with it, blah 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 blah. You were gassed and hype. Whereas around me, I was just like, no one really seems to know his music like that. It, what I'm saying is, everyone basically just knew two or three songs. It was on stage for like a good hour and a half. I was like, but how is it sold out? How if? Everyone here only knows two or three different songs. It was just weird. I've never had that experience in my life. So that's the first thing. Well, second thing. Thirdly, I've just come to the conclusion that his music is not worth listening to anyway, because 
all his songs just run I together. I can't, I can't. Like, it's by no means bad, but it's just like, it's just very standard um, contemporary R&B Trey songs leftovers, Chris Brown leftovers, which isn't say much, especially given their recent output. Hello, Trigger. So um, should Kid Ink not exist then either? What do you mean? Because he does basically... I don't know him. Chris so. Brown and Tiger makes. Kid makes good music. I'm not. Gonna, I like know. some of his songs. No, that's so fine. Like but I'm saying in the book, a lot of Jacquees' songs, a lot of his songs, they just ran together. Like I couldn't even really tell the difference when it was a new song. A lot of it just ran together. It's just like there's just no real. And I think even with him as an artist, there's just no real vision there. Like he can clearly sing, which I'll give him. And that's another thing that annoyed me. He was playing the tracks all the way through, like, like not. So was the vocal come like was the vocal performance decent? the bits that were live? Yes. Okay. And I've always, I've always, I'm glad, said, I'm glad that I've he, always I'm glad, said that. I'm glad that's a good. I've always said he can sing. Mm-hmm. I've always said that, but I feel like his music is just very underwhelming, very uncreative, and it's just like there's just nothing about that, that really stands out. It's like what really is special mm. about you. I feel mm. like it's on the wrong label. I, and I said this to my colleagues the Definitely day after. Like label. he can clearly sing, mm-hmm. but I think he just needs much better material. Because the songs yeah. I do like, I got my life too. When he was singing, I'm live. so glad you enjoyed some of this. Song. When he was singing live, yeah. No, but I'm glad you when enjoyed he was singing some live. of the, Wait, the three that you described. When he sang was those. there more than three that you enjoyed? No, three songs that I enjoyed. The uh, ones that just I know. three. You yeah. didn't enjoy anything else. Well, well, there was well, there were moments of songs that I didn't know that. Oh, this sounds nice, but it wasn't like let me run home to Spotify. Okay. It, was it was probably the songs from nineteen. That. No, he did a lot of forty-seven five or whatever that mixtape was. Oh, okay. And his album with, with Birdman, which I was like, you have an album. Wait, with he's Birdman. got an album. Yes, he does. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, he's on the wrong label. <laughs> this is Maybacco all over again, isn't it? All he has an album of Birdman. Uh, yeah. And he's like, who's got the album of Birdman? And people were just like, what? Yeah. Everyone was, it's what I'm saying. People were like, Wait, is like, it released? Yes. <laughs> is it released? And people were looking around, people were like, <laughs> 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 no, wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. That's good. Jaquise no, and Birdman have an album together. No, wait, wait. <laughs> Let's get the shower, girl. No, wait, no, please, 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 please. When was it released? My friend told me like 2017. Oh, I'm like, not surprised. They have a joint album. No, no. Who wants to hear Birthman in 2019 <laughs> or 2017? You had a legal case with Little Wayne. Who got you to the studio and said to record, bitch? Like, who the fuck he did, wanted he did. you he to the record? Label. He yeah, did. he's the label head. He, he did. He got there. Oh, anyway. so stick with Tony Braxton and shut the fuck up. Oh, no, no. Leave her alone. <laughs> leave, leave Tony Braxton alone. <laughs> You need to leave my good. Who wants you to, need to hear leave, that? You need to leave my good. That sis, is like Tony Gucci recording with T- um, Keisha or whatever. Why? Like why? Like why? I'm still rebuking that marriage that they have. Oh I'm my still god! Still rebuking that. Oh, was that real? What the fuck? Yeah, they're married or in- yeah, engaged. 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 Either way, they're together. What I re- the fuck? I rebuke that relationship. Tony Braxton. Birdman. Tony Braxton, we are here for you. <laughs> Birdman. It's okay. You can leave. Tony Braxton, come back to us. What? Um, a jo- oh my god! I but the point is, my head hurts, and it goes back to my other, my overarching point. People around me like album of Birdman, and I'm like, wait, so who the fuck are you guys? Then like, you bought tickets to his show, like, so are you? What kind of fans are you? Like, you, they didn't even seem to know that. So yeah, he wasn't singing live. Also, the nigga can't dance for shit. <laughs> this nigga was. I, I thought it was gonna be like one or two songs. He was actually dancing like he was Chris Brown or Usher or some shit. It's like you cannot dance, <laughs> sir. Please stop it now 
you guys cannot lost the C2. See, I told you. Let it go. I told you. There's two albums. No! There is Lost in C1 and Lost and C2. <laughs> what the fuck is happening in hip hop and R&B? Cash money. What the hell is going on? That's the name of the episode, Lost in C question marks. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Little Wayne, please take over. Please. Wow. So... So oh my Jaquise God. was just dancing, dancing, and he's trying to do like the sexual gyrating stuff. Like, nigga, you can't dance. You don't have the swag. You don't have the sex appeal of a Chris Brown or an Usher and a Marion. Like, just stop. Just it was just cringeworthy. <laughs> and then Druzy came out. Big Druzy. Oh, to do that song they have together. Love someone. Yes. I do like that song, no. though. I like that song. I like that song. <laughs> it was just so Maybe awkward. live it's not. It was good. just but so awkward. I like awkward. the song. It was, like it was just awkward. I was like, so you guys are in a relationship. They were acting as if they just met at the school playground. It just... Can you just leave, let them live? <laughs> like, literally. Maybe it, they like puppy love. Maybe they... they no, but... Sure no, but like, no. Maybe it was just very awkward. Like, is. he was trying to like wind behind her. Oh, no. He tried to kiss her. That doesn't her. suit short people with babies. He tried to kiss her. And she missed her face. And he just... Do you know what it is? They both... This is an awkward relationship. It was just very awkward. But yeah, so in overall, in essence, like... I just feel like Jacquees, like, there's just nothing really special about your music. And I was just kind of surprised you saw that two shows here. I just think, like, there's just no vision or direction. It's literally just like, he's a black boy that can sing, he's now signed. That's it. We'll just do the same thing we do to Chris Brown and Trey Songs, just giving the same records, the same producers. Like, there's just no vision. Yeah, he's recording a mixtape with Chris Brown. Or well, they were oh, late last year. Hopefully that's that. shown. I'm listening to that. But Jacquees is heavily inspired by Chris Brown. So I'm not really yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, he said this right. Okay, but Chris Brown had used to have good music. Yeah. <laughs> he helped Tiger, like he did, when they released that joint thing. Did, so. That was not a good album. No, but he helped his visibility. <laughs> he did help his visibility. That fucking fan, fan of a fan was a banger. One fan of a fan one. Oh, the mixtape. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was okay. The mix, come on. It was all right. Come on, the mix. But the album was. No, the no, 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 no. The album was garbage. Um, that cover was. But, um, so that's my, I guess that's like my long winded mini rev- um, Jacquees review. Um, I usually he's, would I usually would say Go see someone If they're in your town Oh yeah He said he's for work Just tell him so You should have told him Why he was in London Oh his promo got cancelled Because of the LMA stuff So one of my colleagues Was supposed to Go on a promo day with him But got cancelled Because of the Did LMA Did he stuff. still do the interview With Reese Parkinson on BBC because um, Reese tweeted the day after he was like oh um, I've got an interview but I can't even fucking speak about LMA that probably was like, that probably got yeah, cancelled too yeah. sad times anyway so that's my Jacquees review don't go see him laugh wow uh Wow. Yeah, so should we go on to the next topic? <laughs> but yes, Nick, I, I think Nick is still in shock that he has an album with Birdman. I think Nick is still in shock that an album exists with Birdman. Well, two albums. <sighs> anyway, what's the next topic, guys? Do you know what? It's just, I just want to say real quick. It's just <laughs> like, just wow, why, be- why, why, why? Anyway, I can't, I can't. I Energy just, is different today. Two, two tapes. <laughs> Anyway, um, wrong label. Anyway, um, moving on. Let's go to the UK again. We're in the UK. This is the big topic that took over the internet at the um, last phases of the week. Friday. 
Stormzy, Stormzy, Stormzy. So his album has not even dropped yet. No news on it as yet, but he's hit the news for other reasons. So he was set to perform at the festival called Snow Bombing over this week. I think he was headlining. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was one of he the was, headliners. He was, and he brought a lot of... Um, why is enemy saying can you accept the privacy shot it was, it was Stormzy um, yeah. featuring there was a lot of murky something yeah there was a lot of artists from the uk that he brought under his wing as well i actually saw the um the roster. promo and roster a couple of weeks ago and i was like this would be such a cool concept like mm. it actually looks like a cool like, it was on the, the lineup um i'll pull it up in a minute but like honestly uh, all I know is it, it's, it's in austria that's all i know yeah, yeah yeah it's in austria i was like this is such a cool concept like a snow festival like it's lit like it would be so good to actually do for people who are fans of skiing and stuff like that but um yeah unfortunately it didn't come to be because stormzy took to instagram after accusing the organizers of racial profiling this fucking austria as well like when he said this i was i was, I was in austria last year yeah i've been there uh yeah just <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> anyway when, oh, when stormzy said this i was like i'm not surprised pretends to be shocked I'm basically not pretends to be shocked um so yeah it was the 20th anniversary actually of the world's greatest show on snow and stormzy was supposed to perform yesterday however obviously in the statement that he released um him and his management team were unhappy with the manner by which a search took place after the festival was alerted to the possibility that someone was allegedly carrying a weapon so snowball um snow bombing regrets to inform you you that stormzy will no longer be performing at the festival this evening the statement began um, last Wednesday, 10th, no bombing security were alerted of the possibility that an individual at the festival was allegedly carrying a weapon in accordance with protocol. A small number of attendees, including Stormzy's manager, were escorted to the nearest exit, searched, and no weapon was found. Stormzy's management were unhappy with the manner by which this took place, and as a result, Stormzy will no longer be performing. <laughs> Stormy took Stormzy, as I said earlier, took to Instagram and actually added snowbombing official and said, first and foremost, fuck them, bunch of pussy holes. Um, secondly, sorry, I'm only laughing at the language, but yeah. <laughs> secondly, it's just it's just so funny. It's so hip hop and grime. I read it in his voice. It's so hip hop and grime. Love it. Mm. Anyway, secondly, my sincerest apologies to anyone who traveled all that way to watch me perform. I'm genuinely upset that you've wasted your time and money and that burns me more than you'd know. Um he would be fuming if he spent money and traveled all the way to go to see an artist and they pulled out. So he was very unapologetic to his fans as he always usually is when addressing um, controversies or anything in his career. Um, Yeah, so he said it burns him. He'd feel the same if it was him. But um, if these are the drastic steps that I need to take to make a point against racism and racial profiling, then trust me, I'm taking it. Um, My manager and all my friends who were at the festival were racially profiled, targeted, aggressively handled because they had reason to believe someone was carrying a weapon. Weapon, the security targeted them despite no one fitting the description, were physically aggressive when handling them. And there's no been no effort from the festival to actually deal and address the problem, which he says is racial profiling. So this is the kind of soul draining shit that black people got to deal with all the fucking time. Um, He responded to a naysayer that said, yeah, but we paid all this money and traveled here. Couldn't you just do it? Stormzy said, the answer is no, I can't do it. It burns me that you guys are the ones to lose out on shit um, all the time. Uh, It ain't cool. 
and it can't run. So he's talking about the racial profiling. What are you guys' thoughts? That was via NME. What do you guys think? I'm just going to say quickly, <clears throat> so this is who was on the lineup for this festival. So Stormzy was apparently headlining. <coughs> it's got Fatboy Slim, Chasing Status, um, Andy C, Fredo, which I find a bit... Fredo? Yeah, I know. It's a bit, a bit oh, of a random throw dear, in. The know. lack of quality and it, all no. the opportunities this guy is getting. Anyway, go on, continue. Fredo had Drake at his concert recently as well. I know. That's okay, but his album was trash. All these opportunities with a... Okay, so there's Fredo, um, Bicep, album. DJ, Groove, Armada, DJ. All right, so basically loads of DJs, by the look. <laughs> Everything's DJ. Very fitting of Austria. Flavor D... Yeah, it's mainly DJs and like a few grime artists and like um hip um sorry UK rap artists that are on this. So it's an interesting lineup. But in terms of feelings towards this, I the only thing I can feel because I I wasn't there and obviously it's a shame that people have paid money and they can't that they're missing out on the concert the concert sorry because of um behind the scenes stuff and um security. The only thing I can say is as a black person, we kind of dream of a world where we get to a certain status where things like this don't happen. And when things like searches and um, discrimination happy happen to people who are successful, mm -hmm. it's disheartening to us because then it means that the door that we're looking for behind it, more bullshit still goes on. Yep. And um, for me, that's the thing that annoys me the most about this. The fact that Stormzy, as big as he is in the UK, one of the biggest, like, I could say artists now in the UK, um, he can't go to a country like Austria um, with his friends, go to record music without being stopped and searched. And his door was knocked down by the police when he when he was just starting to blow up, or at least he- When he moved into his new place. Yeah, when he released his first album, his his house got broken into by the police. Yeah. And it's just like, it's annoying for someone who is continuously watching the music scene, watching the way that our successors, I mean, look at Nipsey Hussle, for example, um, get treated once they reach the top. And it's a shame, it's a massive shame. You wish them the best, you wish that black people can become successful enough to survive in spaces where they can be themselves um, authentically like Stormzy does as well. I mean, his reply, like you said, Nick was very grime um, in the fact that he called them pussy holes. That's how you would, that's how you would speak to someone in, yeah. when you're from the UK and you're black um, influenced by Jamaican culture as well. But yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. That's all I can really say. And I hope that the people who paid for tickets can get refunds and somehow it affects the money that's being um, paid towards snow bombing because fuck them for doing that yeah um uh to resonate with you i feel like this uh happens all the time so mark lamont hill outside of music in music mark lamont hill got stopped in search he is a famous journalist politi um in politics commentator all of these kind of stuff Music's love him awesome. he's great um author one of my favorite influences he's great. as well want to, if he ever comes to the uk i'll be front in line same um, same, same same also um this happened with i want to say uh j cole so the neighbors um song <laughs> is inspired by that as well um and did you see him um that he, he told the album Yes. And he actually played the footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, of, the footage. yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. So um, it's parallels of what Stormzy first went through um, in terms of what he's publicly said he's gone through with the police thing that you said, um, his house, obviously the police thinking he's breaking into his own house, pathetic. Um, and then with this Austria thing as well. So it happens in entertainment, in all arenas, politician, journalist, artist, um, dancer, whatever, whoever the fuck you are, if you're black, being black is political 
when, from when we step in a room, from when we um, are in an audience somewhere, from when we're on trains. I face it every single day. There's not one day that I don't see one person move shifty or not sit next to me. Or um, if I walk too close to them at night, all of that kind of stuff. So it just resonates really with that. And for Stormzy to only be doing a job, literally going to do a job to get paid out of album cycle um, and just chilling with his gang. Like he always brings his his friends, his management, his his management are essentially people he's come up on the rise with as well as professionals in the industries as well. All his friends have learned to become professionals, whatever, but they're all his people and they can't even enjoy themselves. They're even under attack and they're just there to protect Brand Stormzy and themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been invited to a show um, internationally and to be treated in that way. I'm sorry, we're not trying to go back to Austria. That's what it would be, not even the festival. Like I'm not trying to perform at a venue or near venues that are going to treat me that way. And it's just so funny because it's just goes to the testament to the fact that there's no level that a black person can get to in this society, in this world, in the Western world, um, where you are not under attack for your skin color. And to be honest, sadly enough, I do not see a resolution to stuff like this. Um, But what I do see is that I hope we all, um, Stormzy speaking publicly about this and more artists, you know, both here and internationally and in different sectors, I hope that they can fundamentally just educate so that other artists do not perform at these festivals or co-sign some of these places um which condone such behavior and whatever the fucking snow bombing whatever the fuck they're called have to say i'm gonna take the black person side because in this society we don't get the fair trial so stormzy i believe you co-sign with you um I've been racial profiled in the lights of Primark, you know, <laughs> Primark, which I got more money for your rascal. I don't have money. I have more money than I need to, to spend in Primark. Yeah. At this day and age, but yeah, anyway, Chope, your um, point of view. If um, any. Don't really have much to say, but it just kind of speaks to a phenomenon that we all, both the three of us are aware of. And I think just black people in general is just indicative of the fear of the black man and the black male body. And in this case, what I assume a group of black male bodies and just the fear that it incites within white people and this paranoia, especially when we're in groups. That's another, I think that's, um, to use Nick's word, that's a nuance that needs to be discussed in particular. I feel like this wouldn't have happened. It may, I mean, I could be wrong if this was just him by himself, but there is an inherent fear, which I've seen in my own life through school and going out with my friends that people just having to see a group of black people together, even out. Actually, I won't say that. Um, I'll, I'll just, I'll just <laughs> say, dead. I'll say that off the air. Oh, but, I know. Ooh, yeah, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> um, so, um, th- this also didn't come as a surprise to me, and I can't really say I'm disappointed or shocked because at this point, I'm just desensitized to all of this information. Because, like, yep, okay, cool, standard. Like, people are like, oh my god, Stormzy, why did they do that to him? Because uh, he's a nigga. That's why. And also, in comparison to. You know, he's not, by and large, he's not seen as a respectable Negro or a magic Negro because he's, you know, very rugged and hard in commas and these other adjectives, which we often leave, um, leave eye on rappers and MCs, especially um, ones in the UK. But um, yeah, so fuck Snowbombing, um, fuck the team that's working with them. Um, ha 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 to your PR team. You have a lot to deal with over the next couple of days. And um, yeah, my deepest... Um, 
empathies to the people who paid to see him specifically you know bought tickets and traveled and all that jazz but um yeah i'm not surprised mm. it's something we all know um the world just has an inherent fear of the black man That's can i just I can say, say one thing as well on the fans as well because i saw a lot of pushback from the fans um and i want to say something about bbc as well come for you too um or whoever wrote the article not bbc directly whoever wrote the article the editor um so your deliberate vagueness is a part of something called clickbaiting. We all know you try to do that to get people to get angry over the article, over the reason. So you basically stated the article was that Stormzy pulled out because of a weapon search. Deliberately vague, deliberately not explicit as it was racial profiling claims. You could have put um, them in air quotes if you wanted to, but you didn't. Um, so yeah, clickbait in BBC, the editor, whoever wrote the article, Obviously, the views aren't representative for the whole Deliberate BBC, framing of what happened. But deliberate framing, as I said yesterday. Fans, if you're not riding for an artist 100% of the way, don't support them at all. That's all I've got to say. Don't support them at all. Because I've seen you push back at Stormzy not once, not twice, but all the time. And it's a certain hue of fans as well. Uh, Stormzy put them on blast. Yes. Certain hue of fans. Stormzy so put I them know on you paid... I know you traveled. Some of you didn't even travel. You're in England chatting shit. <laughs> so <laughs> what you need to do is delete the app, Instagram and Twitter and delete Stormzy's discography. You don't ride for him. You're not a part of his experience. Race is clearly integral to his and um, what he's building. Just fuck off. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I love when Nick gets in white mode. Anyway... Should we move on to the next topic? We're running that's out of time. The last, one. last one. Now we got Nipsey. Have we, did we like discuss that? That's what I said. We, just we didn't really go into detail by it. We can discuss it if you want. Like that's the last topic. So Nipsey Hustle's funeral. Yeah, we didn't really talk about um, that much. Obviously some big kind of points to note is that the service was held in the Staples Center and the only artist beyond Nipsey or the last artist beyond Nipsey to be in the Staples Center was Michael Jackson, which means something very significant and big. That's very massive. Um, and ironically, um, I was talking to someone about Nipsey Hussle's death yesterday um, and it's it's been received in a way I could never have anticipated it. If someone told me in two weeks, Nipsey's Hustle's gonna die, like four weeks ago, if someone said that to me, I would not expect this reaction. I'd expect it to be LA centric, definitely, like the reaction to be there. But the fact that we had Snoop, the fact that we had Farrah Khan, the fact that we had Obama sent a personal letter, Stevie Wonder. And I have my qualms of Obama, but still, the fact that he sent a letter, Stevie Wonder. We had a host of performances. We had Lauren obviously speak. We had Nipsey's and Lauren's kids speak the most to which they can. Nipsey's sister, Nipsey's brother, Nipsey's mother, Nipsey's father, even though divorced, um, they still came to, obviously still come together for this important um this important celebration of life um which his mother called it actually um his mother is incredible incredible woman like um, her spirit is her, her perspective Boy. is wild the game obviously um outside of the funeral as um it rode around its last victory lap um 
yeah, he had some words to say as well. The fact that it was covered on Tidal, CBS, BET, New York Times, New York Times, damn near every platform. Twitter covered it as well. I was well. very surprised by some of the places it was um, Master P spoke as well um, outside of the funeral um, to CBS, I believe it was. Um, it was an incredible incredible celebration of life and i watched most of it i caught pretty much 95 percent of it um what are you guys' thoughts on the ceremony from a coverage perspective sorry guys that something dropped to the table um from a coverage perspective and from what you saw um if you watched it at all um Eden? i have some thoughts but Eden. Nipsey Hussle dying was something that I didn't realize would be so difficult for black entrepreneurialism. So um, obviously, as I've said in the past, when he was alive, I wasn't that big on Nipsey Hussle's music or him as a person. Um, And I think most people can kind of relate to that. Yeah. But saying that, when you find out what he's actually done as a person and the fact that he's moved so silently with some of the things that he's done, you might have said them in some of his songs, but they weren't things that were kind of um, continuously held over our heads. There were things that were there and accessible to people from the communities that he catered to. Um, And I just think that's incredible. And it's made me feel as um, someone who is trying to do better in their life and trying to um, make sure that the things I do are doing right by a host of people as well as myself. It's made me feel as a person that there's a way you can be where you help the people you care about. And he's definitely an example of what a true leader should be. Um, because he wasn't just about his music like he loved music and he was great with his raps and the way that his bars were and everything Um, and he had a great cadence a great voice for rapping and everything as well but behind all of that it was just someone who wanted to like drill minister said when we had the conversation someone who spoke about their reality and would then use their platform to get out of where they currently are and that's what nipsey did um when black sam his brother came out and started speaking about how they grew up and everything and how nipsey um built a computer when he was 12 Mm. and all of these stories about how Mm. even his mom talking about the car that was on fire that um he nipsey ran down the road to the fire fire van is that what it's called yeah yeah fire van um i think that's what it's called yeah and um fire truck fire fire truck that's it fire truck and nipsey alerted them they saved the car and the car was still running um and she said something very important which was um we were on fire but we were still running or something along those lines and it's just it's evident what happens when you pour love into someone um nipsey hustle was definitely example of someone who um although he had a tough upbringing um his mom talks about abuse and he grew up in an environment that was quite violent um off of crenshaw and slawson he as a person is is an example of the old argument of nature versus nurture um which is just basically the argument of if you're born bad or if you're bad due to your circumstances and um, and bad can be quite subjective because obviously bad can relate to a lot of things that people can't relate to um like why people think there's gang violence why stabbings happen which we had that conversation last week and what poverty and economics actually adds to that conversation and stuff like that um 
But I'm just going to finish off here by saying Nipsey Hussle has definitely inspired a lot of black people to do better in their lives um, and definitely to become the leader that our community desperately needs. Um, And I hope we continue to keep this energy and move forward. Yeah. And it was a sad ceremony, but at the same time, it was beautiful because when you when they panned out to the audience and you saw like 20,000 people, like all in different seating areas around the whole stadium, mm. I was like, this man's message reached all of these people and people around. It was a streamed event on Tidal, which is one of the biggest streaming platforms in the world. That definitely made me think um, about switching to them, possibly like Tidal generally even if it is to an extent a bit performative and lucrative obviously everything has a financial element in this industry and stuff in this climate but Tidal genuinely like are for and I hate this phrase for the culture or whatever but like they genuinely seem to want to cover the culture well well um nipsey was managed by rock nation I yeah yeah yeah. That. as well do you know where yeah. title fucked up though and just this is just a random point title <laughs> fucked up <laughs> title fucked up with their introduction to the streaming platform because they made it about the artist who are the richest person on the yeah. side of the agreement between yeah. the user and the musician yeah so they made it like are oh, the artists will receive more money when you listen to it the user doesn't give a fuck about that mm. like some people do and that's why some people use Tidal. But not enough for wide consumer. And it cost it cost more than the other streaming yeah. platforms to begin with. To be honest, they have a an option now. I looked at it, which is like eleven ninety nine. It's not terrible. They have a nine ninety nine version. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they do. Cool. Um but just on Nick's point about Tidal, um, it reminds me of a of a picture I saw where Nipsey actually broke down the per stream amount that each artist gets from um streaming from individual platform stream Nipsey did yeah yeah Nipsey hustled Nipsey released something a while ago I believe but um, after that people were just like reporting it afterwards Um, and looking at in comparison like you get on Spotify I don't know how up to date this was but at one point on Spotify you get 0.00397 per stream Um, Apple Music uh, this one says Apple iTunes, so I'm not going to go by that. Let's say Amazon. So Amazon is 0.00740. And then Tidal is 0.01284. So um, artists do definitely get paid more on Tidal Ooh, yeah. than they do on any other streaming platform. Yeah. Um, so they do d- genuinely seem to care about the artists more. But like I said, it's about how you market that. Definitely. Um, they're in the starting stages still, to be fair. They've got, you know, there's the others have been around, well, not Apple, but um, Spotify has been around for mm. t- way too long, like ages. But yeah, back to Nipsey. In my opinion, um, this, this service, this celebration, this funeral, whatever you want to call it, memorial was um, something I think our generation will remember for a while. Like it, it's, it's a big moment for hip hop in our generation. And it just draws so many parallels to Tupac and how there was such a communal response in his death um, and how it impacted and changed hip hop for generations to come. I think Nipsey will have that same impact. Nipsey's mum, black women are healers. Black women are special. No one can tell me anything different. Like on a spiritual level, black women are something different in this universe. They are something completely different. They are just the creme de la creme of human 
in this in 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 my opinion from my perspective in this in this world um the emotion that Nipsey's hustle's mum was able to extract from me and then change into positivity was crazy. She changed my whole perspective on what we should be focusing on with Nipsey because I was in a funk for about a week and a half when he died. Um, incredibly strong woman. May God like protect her. I'm a God believer. May God protect her for as long as she lives and even in afterlife. Um, testament the fact that her and her dad could speak together and just come together from a place of love and that's love that's lifelong love um beyond what happened in their relationship beyond what happened while growing up there's love there and you can tell there was love there even when nipsey was alive um they were taught to still love their dad or kids um and his dad then taught them to obviously respect the mother um it was a beautiful family. <clears throat> Nipsey's brother, man, because Nipsey's mum just made me feel so good. And then Nipsey's brother just, I wish I had a brother which was like him. Like to be, I wish I had a brother which was him um, because he rode out for Nipsey. He, even though he got into his gang mishaps and stuff, his brother was always, his number one job was to, watch over Nipsey and make sure that although this is happening, his mind didn't change. His mindset didn't change, um, which he did successfully, to be honest, in my opinion, despite his death, despite whatever happened. Um, I just, yeah, his sister is a gangster. Like, honestly, his sister is actually, she's crazy. Like, she's so funny. Um, she genuinely he was genuinely like a father figure to her as well and it's beautiful to see there's a picture of her which will I think remain iconic in, in years to come of her sitting outside of the car window as the marathon um, kind of goes around um, Crenshaw and stuff and yeah she's just riding out the window it was such a gangster picture Lauren London you will be forever a part of hip hop um, you were anyway to be honest before um, and popular culture um, when it comes to black people and black entertainment. Um, the marathon continues, you know, like iconic, you'll be remembered for that. That will be played on hip hop award shows. That will be played, every, like it will be a moment in history, a moment in time. May you find the peace to move on um, and the strength that you're gonna need to raise those kids. Um, God be with you as well. And Nipsey's family, you've got a great foundation. Snoop, amazing speech as well. Um, I really resonated uh, with Nipsey's character there and learning about him. And to be honest, it was just a really respectful service and it really just, it consistently shows that Nipsey was the same person authentically and touched everyone in the same way. We can have nuance with Karen Civil. Um, I respect that she organized this. She lost Mac and uh, Nipsey within a year, I believe it is, or just beyond a year. Um, and I hope she recovers from this because it's a great loss. And for her to put this on in such a short space of time, kudos. Um, you really are a businesswoman and pioneer. And lastly, I just want to say that Nipsey, um, there was a chart that was going around. Um, I forgot the source. Can't even read it. But it's a legitimate news source um, about what Nipsey did. 
And it's incredible, like total projected value of investments for community tech lifestyle ventures, 210,413,500 USD. People hired, assisted and impacted 41,369. Secured on ownership stake in Followcoin on Amsterdam-based cryptocurrency form. Puma times the marathon clothing set to launch in fall 2019. Established Steve's Barbershop in honor of his friend and business partner who died from gun violence. Set up partnership with Fat Burger where employees were un- uniform branded with his clothing labels Crenshaw logo, so it was free. Reopened World on Wheels, a roller rink initially damaged during the 1992 riots. So you guys can see, I'll post it on the account. Um, there's loads other. He really just was for the community and I really hope there are figures where he comes from who will replicate the impact he had um, for all those lives that are affected uh, and who he was helping and his businesses. I hope they thrive and survive. So very long, really sorry about that guys. Um, Shopping, what do you think about the funeral? You guys have covered it. I don't have anything to add. Okay. That's the episode for today, guys. Sorry it was so long. Um, if you could just do us a favor and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast page just so we, that we can climb up on those searches again, um, that would be amazing. We are trying to grow, we are trying to become bigger and to have more nuanced, as Nick says, um, interesting conversations. And yeah, your feedback is always amazing to us. So let us know if you think the episode is too long, if you think that some sections should be cut. Um, just give us some feedback. Um, we can't guarantee that we'll implement them, but just feedback will help us grow as a podcast and everything. Um, but this has been Don't Let The Stands. Enjoy the week. One second. Also vote for us on the British podcast. I think that's done. Is oh, is it, it closed? I don't know. Oh, if, it's, if it's not done, vote for us. <laughs> yeah, vote for us. The link will be there. We'll re-retweet on our account. I re- remember it's the first one. It's the first podcast that comes up. For some reason, we're duplicated on iTunes and um, Apple Podcasts. But if you click on the first one, um, that's the one you should vote for. Um, oh, and one more thing. Squat Studios should be out Monday. Yes. Finally. Um, I just had to get all the studios to sign up properly. I wanted to make sure that it was secure and uh, make sure that all the spaces were safe for people to use and everything. So like I said for the podcast but separate if you can give me feedback for that I've been working on this for like two years um, let me know what I need to improve on or what my developer needs to work on and yeah thank you for riding with me with for this guys and yeah enjoy the rest of your day anything else or nothing else that's it that's it cool catch you later bye